G'day everyone and welcome to another Bloody Movie Podcast. I'm Sean Coates. Thanks so much for listening in today. And big episode today. We ha- haven't been on the air for quite a while since my, uh, I guess it was the Oscar reactions, which I did with the last episode. But I have two guests on today who I've pretty much wanted to get on the show ever since I met them. Uh, met, we can talk about our, how we met, first of all. But first of all, my uh, guests are Callum O'Shaughnessy and Luke Damoni. Hello. Uh, I knew I would get it. Mu- I knew I would stuff it up. <laughs> ah, it's all good. No worries at all. My name's Callum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we covered that. Yeah. But <laughs> so we. So and that's. Uh, I should probably say we're recording this from our apartment. I'm not sure if that picked up, but um, my apartment is on the fifth floor of a, uh, an apartment building, and uh, we're right next to a train track and a train station. So you may occasionally hear trains going past and trained horns. There's just I've tried lowering the levels a little bit and don't point the mics towards <laughs> them. That's just making it worse. So. I'm going to try and maybe phase that out in post, but I probably won't. So I've just lowered the levels a little bit on the microphones. So hopefully that doesn't pick it up. But anyway, so Callum, Luke, this is how we met was like uh, movie trivia, wasn't it? Yeah, how do we? Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, right. So I remember uh, because it was just at the Lido just down here in Hawthorne near Swinburne campus. And um, you guys and all your group of friends already had a team. All right, all right. Let yep. me tell okay. the story. Callum right. will take here over. We, we had a movie trivia team set up and we were versing scholars in movies we thought we were done for now <laughs> we see a guy alone at a bar with drinking a beer <laughs> in the darkness <laughs> it's sean we now we recruit sean in our team and he's like oh my god he's michael jordan he gets all the questions right like for every question we didn't know he knew oh yeah legend yeah and then Movie trivia became horrible where they yeah. started doing questions like, oh, what's your favourite Italian composer of this movie? It's like, ah, oh, fuck, we're out of here. Yeah, and then they went into like uh, like German expressionism yeah, and like the French New Wave like and like, we're only just getting into that like next yeah. week, so we don't know that yet. <laughs> All right, and that film trivia is coming up uh, again uh, next, mar- next month, I'm pretty sure, so. We'll do it again. Yeah, we got to do it again. We got to try and uh, get some respect back and... Uh, you know. What was their team name? Yeah, our team name well, was just any poster. Yeah, the close. Yeah, the closest poster. So the Eagle Huntresses. Yeah. yeah, I think we were the Innocents at one point too. Yeah. We were the ineffably because there, we were the Chicken People, but there was like there was Chicken People was the poster closest to us, and I think there was like a quote from like uh, a like a like a magazine or something, and it was ineffably charming. So I remember our team name was the ineffably charming charming Chicken People. All classic movies. <laughs> yeah. That no one's heard of because Lolito likes to play nice art house cinemas, and we, they they only put the art house posters like in that little bar in that little area that they put them in. Yeah, it actually oh. helped us get some questions right a few yeah, times. Yeah, it did. <laughs> They'd ask the, the the name of a director of a film, and we look up, and then the name of the director and the film is up yeah, on the wall. Yeah, right there. We're like, oh, all right, guys. So that's how we met, and, and so this weekend uh, we all saw Black Panther, didn't we? Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, we I sure did. It, I saw it probably now probably seven hours ago. Se- really? <laughs> yeah, I saw Wait. it last night with my mum. Last, so did you see it at like five a.m. or? Oh no, okay. Yeah. my map's not good. Right. <laughs> I, saw it at, I saw it at nine o'clock last night. Uh, okay, and we're, I'm gonna say we were all really looking forward to this too, weren't we? Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely, yeah, definitely, it's for sure. Movie all right, and well, what did we all think of it, Luke? Do you want to start off? Uh, I loved it. I loved it. There's a few negatives, as there are with like uh, any movie, really. Well, start out with what you really liked of the movie first. With the positives. Wait, hold on. Can we talk about our least favourite quote? I think your favourite... All right, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, okay. is it? I okay. think it. One of those. Yes, yes. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a 
that was a di- that's what a dated reference in 2018. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I, I remember when that fad was going out because I was in Japan at that point, and I remember going up to a bunch of people and saying, "What are those in <laughs> Japanese?" Uh, sorry, fair to everyone hasn't seen Black Panther. Uh, uh, so King T'Challa is wearing sandals, and then his sister goes, "What are those?" And it's oh, the cringiest. <laughs> it's the cringeworthiest line. There was a, there's also a Willow Smith reference. Is there? I I uh, missed. I completely. Oh, I uh, completely missed that. Uh, you're not a Willow Smith fan. <laughs> Who is? Anyway. She hasn't been Me. relevant. <laughs> she hasn't been relevant in like eight years. But never mind. I'm just so waiting for my damn Daniel reference in Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So yeah, we all like the movie. We can pretty much just put that down. Like, etch that into stone. Yeah, we got that out of the way. Yep. We'll find out who's responsible. All right, but what I really liked about this film is Marvel finally got a decent villain right that has a clear motivation, that's well-developed, and is played by a relatively... Well, I mean, they're all played by good actors, but Michael B. Jordan just steps it up in this film. And it's weird because he's not in... There's like a 30-minute stretch in this film where he's not even in it either. And it's kind of the Andy Serkis show for about half an hour yeah, of the yeah. film. He, he kind of, like Andy Serkis, who is just having the time of his life playing this villain, who you get to see briefly in Age of Ultron, if I'm correct. Yeah, he talks if about I'm correct. I don't fish. <laughs> All these Marvel movies are starting to blend together in one big pile. So, But it was nice, but Black Panther kind of doesn't because it is its own standalone, which is what I really liked about this movie. Yeah, mm, Definitely. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you go. You were talking about mid-talking and I cut you off with the water of those. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll continue then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Killmonger is like probably one of the first villains, apart from Loki, of course, that had like a mm. clear motivation and sometimes like almost a relatable motivation. Yeah. While there's villains like Red Skull, who was kind of just, I'm an evil guy. Ah, oh, look at my red face. I'm gonna get ya. You know? Yep. So yeah, that was a big yeah, part about Killmonger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were gonna say? Um, yeah, I, I loved uh, I loved the soundtrack and like, you know how there's always a problem with like, um, like music in the Marvel. Yeah, there's it's very it's very kind of generic yeah, and forgettable. Pray for me by the weekend came on. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I thought that was because maybe just because I saw it was the last track in the in the soundtrack. I thought it was yeah. going to be in the end credits. So when it came up in like the casino scene yeah, yeah, when yeah. they're in Busan, I was like, oh okay, it's being played already. All right. It's weird how they arranged that album that way. Yeah. When you, that that song is clearly a must have at the top but yeah yeah it was odd and well the soundtrack as well was pretty good but also the score was really good too like i like how when it, when they're in the more urban areas it's got the more hip-hop kind of stuff yeah. but when they're all in wakanda it's got the very kind of african drums very yeah, kind of drums, tribal music yeah. as well yeah. and i had a look at the who the composer was and it's a guy named uh, ludwig Göransson, who i realized his name from somewhere he was the composer for pretty much all of the music on the show community and he's like the he's like the producer for Childish Gambino on a lot of Childish Gambino stuff right, too. Right. So I'm like, okay, yeah, he's <laughs> he knows his stuff. Yeah. Another thing I want to say, I mean, it it didn't really sh- like he really carried this movie as well. Chadwick Boseman and just the rest of the supporting cast as well. I thought were really excellent. This was barely mm. a Black Panther movie. I f- it was like yeah. a Wakanda movie. They should have just called it Wakanda because like mm. Okoye. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character, I can't remember. Uh, N- N- Nakia? Nakia, yeah. Nakia. Yeah, they're all really strong characters. Really mm. enjoy it, yeah. Yeah, Akoyo is my new favourite character in the MCU. She is just awesome. <laughs> Mine is Martin Freeman. Let's talk about the only two white guys <laughs> in this movie. 
And yeah, I'm wondering because the, I was talking to you, to these guys uh, just before um, we started recording, like how there was the some red pill MRA piece of shit made like the defeminized cut of the Last Jedi. I wonder if somebody, you know, Ku Klux Klan member <laughs> is going to try and cut out all of the black people in Black Panther, and it's just a five minute film about. Um, uh, Martin Freeman's character, who like is in a one one scene is in a prison in no not in a prison sorry he's in a casino somewhere and then he's just interrogating Andy Serkis and then he's you know shooting down fighter plane like shooting down planes towards the end. Oh, but that's it. Mm. I would yeah. watch that. And we were talking about we were mentioning Wakanda earlier, and I real I really love they actually took a lot of time to develop this world. This is an example of good world building. I mean, Marvel's already done that with all their other films, but they've kind of like, yeah, this hidden, this place that's kind of hidden away, they did a really good job at like developing this kind of world, which looks really, really cool too. Mm. Yeah, like if Asgard blew up, which it did in Thor Ragnarok, I didn't really care. But if Wakanda blew up, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a great location. And I'm excited to see it in Avengers 3. Yeah, and I love the culture that they had as well. And like you know the different customs and things that they have, like the try, like the you can challenge a king from yeah. like by combat. I thought that was pretty cool. It's a bit barbaric, but it's alright. Well, yeah, him. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say like they, they are very technologically advanced, yet they still do trial by combat, which is a bit strange. They but talk like, about the tradition. Yeah, versus yeah, they've got the tradition versus yeah. you know, I guess progress, not really progressive, but like you know, advanced. I don't know if there's any way I can say it without saying that tradition is stupid. But, so, we... I'm just trying to think. There's a few things that I didn't love about this movie, though, and that is mainly the visual effects. They didn't look that great at points, I didn't think. Is it the rhinos? The rhinos did look pretty bad. Mm. Uh, There's a couple of, like, the shots that didn't really look finished. Like, the the final fight, and some of the scenes weren't really lit that well. I mean, it's hard when you have... Uh, a guy in a black cat suit running around in like at night yeah. as well. Like it won't look really that great, especially oh, towa- towards okay. the end when Killmonger and and T'Challa are fighting each other and like that tunnel and the trains coming along. You can barely really see what's going on. Yeah. Like you can only really tell who who is who because of like someone. One of them has like purple, like bits of purple in their suit, and the other one has bits of like gold or orange or something like that. Yeah. I reckon mm. um, vibranium should have been purple. Like they should like, it's all blue, and I reckon if you had purple on against the black, that would have been a lot more yeah. colorful and a lot better. Yeah, but despite that, I still think the film is really, really colorful though. Like it's oh, yeah. it's so vibrant with like its colors. It's I found. costumes. Yeah, it's costumes, costumes are fa- yeah, they're fantastic as well. Mm. It's definitely not what I was expecting. Like when that last that post credit scene in Civil War came out, and I thought that was going to be the look for Wakanda. Yeah, and I then that first trailer for Black Panther came out, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, this, it looked completely different, didn't yeah. it?" Yeah. yeah. Oh no, the first trailer's pretty like, it's pretty modern, and then the second trailer comes out, and it's like the second trailer's got like tra- the trains mm-hmm. and like the, he's got lasers. Yeah. Super comes on just by his thought, and you know, yeah, a lot I, different. When you uh, we were saying about the technology as well, a lot of the tech in this film too, like there's there's going to be no flow with this at all. We're just going to kind of pick something and talk about it. Um, I really like the tech in this film. It looked really cool. Like how that um, Shuri, the like T'Challa's sister, could have like the like pretty much just hijack any car and like drive it remotely oh, yeah. in like her own little lab. That's a good. I idea. thought that was really cool. Like those little those tiny little EMP things that they had, and like they throw them on cars and things like that. I found that pretty cool. Oh, can I talk about my favorite bit in the movie? Go ahead. Here, um, 
uh, the car, their car blows up. Uh, Okoye and Nikia, uh, yeah. Lafitte and Nyong'o. Their car blows up, and then um, uh, Lafitte and Nyong'o's driving just in the seat. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's great. Like, the, the, like a Looney Tunes character. Yeah, I know, great. but here's the thing. the, com- the <laughs> Apart from what are those, the comedy in the film doesn't really compromise, like, the story, and it, yeah. it doesn't, like... Mm. It, it doesn't take away from the story at all. They don't, like, pause the film to take a joke. Like, it actually ha- flows on pretty well. Where in other Marvel movies, you can quite clearly see it's a little bit forced and that it's, you know, kind of just a way to end a scene, yeah. in a way. Guardians of Galaxy 2, when his dad turns into David Hasselhoff, I was like, <laughs> that's not funny. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> pretty dumb. Even though this film does have quite a few, um, like, really in-depth characters and that, are, that were really explored... There are some that were very one-note, and I feel that they could have been... I mean, I guess not every character has to be the most fleshed out, but yeah, two yeah. characters in particular. Um, but for, oh, th- this is another thing. I think Forrest Whitaker's character, like he was used enough, but I still think he could oh. have been developed a little bit more. But what I loved, I didn't realise until like he says that like the younger version of himself in that flashback and they got the guy that looks like an, uh, that looks like a young Forrest Whitaker he with does, like yeah. with like the lazy left eyelid he and things like that, that too I'm like oh that's that's really good casting apparently that was his son I think was it really yeah I think all three of the characters in that opening scene were the sons of their um, oh that's well not um, Killmonger's yeah death. but uh, it was the guy that plays T'Chaka that was his son, and then Forrest Whitaker's son. Oh, that's really cool. So is the lazy eye like genetic, or was he just? I, I, I think that's that's something that might have been put in. I think. Yeah, I'm not probably. Sure that probably would have been put in. Squinting. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I think. But another another character I was kind of disappointed in, you know, was fairly one note. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character. Um, Makabe. I, Maca- I think that's his name. Yeah, it's just his his entire arc was, hey, kill this guy. You didn't kill this guy. I hate you. Oh, you killed this guy. I'm with you now. He seems like a pretty rational person. And then he just completely betrayed. Yeah, him. I, mm. I don't know. And then, but then when the ending, when he's about to fight his girlfriend, because him and Okoye are a couple, and they're about, he's like, "You're not going to fight me." And then he just lays down his weapons, and his entire army lays it down. I'm like, well, "That's, uh, I don't know about that." Dying and yeah, I guess, but it, uh, it just how I interpreted that. It just looked like that he just laid down because he didn't want to. F- Maybe that they just didn't seem as clear to me. Mm. I thought it could have been a bit longer. Apparently really? A four hour long cut. Is and I okay, this is the first I've heard of yeah, that. You haven't heard of the four hour long cut? Alright. Mm. A four hour long cut, apparently. Um, okay. Yeah, and I reckon, like, there's some characters that could have been developed more in that, like, four hour long cut. Yeah, but no one's going to see a four hour long Black Panther. No, no one's going to see a four hour movie of a guy in a black, su- black Panther suit running around c- scratching at people. I'd probably watch a three hour cut. I'd watch a five hour cut. <laughs> Okay, yeah, but watch a five-hour Martin Freeman cut. <laughs> uh, but Fre- Martin Freeman character was terribly wasted. Yeah, so I I liked <laughs> how this film, like especially the casino area, it, it felt like a, it felt at times like almost like it was like the Lion King mixed with James Bond. Like the this the first bit, like pretty much the first half hour to forty-five minutes felt like a James Bond film to me. Like especially mm-hmm. the part when they're in the casino. Oh th- yeah, I think it. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. It had it had the typical yeah it had the scene. gadget it even has like <laughs> Shuri is pretty much Q yeah as well like that scene where she's showing and I love how Black Panther's suit also like absorbs all the energy and like you know like whenever he he yeah. kind of like gives it back he's like when OP, he yeah I think at times it almost felt like two different movies like the first half and the second half yeah yeah like the first almost felt like the origin movie like the basic like Marvel formula 
where he's he becomes king or he gets a suit and then the villain comes along claw and then the second film was almost like um not the second film but the second half almost felt like a second film was killmonger came along and it was kind of like there was like a civil war going on with wakanda and i almost felt like if that was a sequel i would care so much more because i would have been even more invested in wakanda you think you know yeah, Marvel has the money. Why don't just make mm. like? I'm mm. happy with the way yeah, it came out, but it almost like just did feel like. I, I was surprised that this film cost two hundred million dollars to make. Like, I, mean, I know Marvel movies are a lot, uh, but I thought this was a lot, and especially because I didn't think the visual effects were as good. That I was very surprised to say that the budget was two hundred million for this one. Mm. Mm. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, well, like Black Panther, I don't think was he's always like in motion capture. It like, like uh, it's always yeah. visual effects. Like they did the same with Spider Man. I don't think there's any. Like, no, I don't think there's a whole lot anymore. It's just it's all animated. So I yeah, guess that's where the I think goes. I mean, I think Ryan Reynolds was in the Deadpool suit for most of it, though, and they just animated like his facial expressions. I think. Uh, yeah, and that movie was made on a dime. Uh, yeah, they probably paid like that supporting cast. Oh yeah, th- I mean they've got big money. names in there, and they had to get Kendrick. Oh, in a weekend. of course, yeah, but yeah. I actually think Kendrick would have just done it for free because it's Black Panther, like iconic, black, you know, icon. Mm. Maybe. Uh, also, I think that uh, Stan Lee's cameo in this film may be one of the worst in all oh, Marvel yeah. films. Like the one in Thor Ragnarok was pretty bad. I think this one may top it as one of the worst. We need better Stanley cameos. No, I mean, we don't. Just we do. Don't just get him out of the films. Come on. Just he, he can enjoy <laughs> the last couple of years with his life ba- bathing in the pool of money that he has, or the money and all the stuff that he's stolen from people. Because that dude has stolen has never had an original idea. He's just stole everything from people. I miss I miss hey, the. Uh, what about Spider Man? Spider Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. I think that was Steve Ditko, actually. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> the artist, yeah. And he just <laughs> took credit for it. <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> I think this comes... Well, Black <laughs> Panther, you, we, you'd all recommend it. We, we all love it. We'd all recommend going to see it. I'm probably gonna, I'm actually going to go see it again on Wednesday night because I've got a free screening again to go see it. Oh, that's good. It's part of, o- part of O-Week oh. here at Uni. Um, got to have a wristband, guys, and you had to sign up for it. Sorry. I'm leaving Swinburne forever but now. But I'm <laughs> just... <laughs> All right, so that's Black Panther. And now we're going to get on to... I'm going to do something that I've wanted to do since January. It is most anticipated films of this year. And, well, Black Panther was one of my first ones, but seeing that's off the list... Well, now it's off the list because we've seen it. Might as well start. Do you want to go down my list or do you have some films that you... Wa- Justice like League 2. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're really just trying <laughs> to stir me up here, Let's aren't you? <laughs> God... Yeah. And what are you gonna mm. say? The Greatest Showman sing-along version yeah. too? Are you? Oh <laughs> uh, well, I was gonna say that, but that already came out. Um, has it really? <laughs> oh, it I think it goodness. has. Yeah. Oh please no. Or at least they're planning on it. Uh, I know they're so planning. You know I, I've seen it in the coming soon section of um, of oh, shit. Uh, it, if the Lido is like coming soon section, I'm just thinking why. And I've seen on the internet like on like message boards and like things like that, or like comments on YouTube, or whatever. People saying that they've seen it six times already. How? It's a musical. Lord. How? Like musicals? Yes. Yeah. But this is mo- it's uh, look. I'm, I'm I've already planned on talking about the Greatest Showman with another All guest. Right. Listen to my ranting there. He loved it. I hated it. We're gonna. It's gonna be like a full on hour long argument when we get into that. <laughs> but now, most anticipated films of 2018. What do you like? 
first of all, let's get to one which is coming out in the US this weekend, but for some reason, because Paramount didn't think this would do very well at the box office because they think their audience are idiots and they thought this would be too high concept for them. Annihilation, it's Annihilation by Alex Garland who made Ex Machina, which is probably one of the oh, best films the, of the decade. Is the Natalie Portman one? The Natalie Portman oh, yeah. one. It's like they're going into some weird uh, like ecosystem or whatever where like her husband, who I think is played by Oscar Isaac, is missing in. It's got a pretty good cast. I mean, you said Natalie Portman, Oscar Isaac. I'm pretty sure Tessa Thompson, Jennifer Jason Leigh are all in there. And But here's the thing, what I was mentioning. It's coming out in the theatres in the US this week, but Paramount sold international st- in distribution rights to Netflix. And... Uh. And everyone who I've seen that have had that have gone to everyone that I've uh, seen on my online that has been to preview screenings of this, have said, "See this on the biggest screen that you possibly can." And I am thinking, "Well, fuck you, Paramount, for doing that." And so we can see it on Netflix. We can see it on Netflix in about three weeks' time. Oh, sweet! But, uh, but yeah. look, I look, there'll I lo- be, there'll be big screenings. You'll find something. Yeah, I know, but I have a love-hate relationship with Netflix, though. Like, I love that it's available, like, there are so many movies available to watch, but I just find, especially now with the Cloverfield Paradox, which you guys haven't seen, but it's bullshit. It's terrible. And I'm, and I think it's only Paramount that are doing this. They're trying to find a way, they're trying to find, it's a box office loophole. Yeah. They're really. using Netflix as a box office loophole, because what happened with the Cloverfield Paradox is that that movie was originally only need to cost $5 million to make. The budget was $5 million that went way over bu- budget and cost $45 million. So then they sold it to Netflix for fifty, you know, getting their but getting making a small profit and then just selling it to Netflix. So they're bypassing the box office pretty much. And I don't know if any other studios are going to do the same thing because Netflix. I mean, fifty million dollars probably doesn't even amount to it doesn't even register as an amount of money to them. Mm. It's a point. Just out of curiosity, you think uh, the Cloverfield paradox? You know how they pulled that stunt with the marketing campaign? You think maybe they just didn't have a budget for marketing? Probably, I reckon that that is Super Bowl trailer. They had a budget for marketing. Oh, oh that yeah, is, oh yeah. Super, it's a Super Bowl. That, that was that's the for one a thirty seconds. Sp- it's like five million dollars for a thirty second spot in the True. Super Bowl. Oh, it's can we talk about Dundee. Dundee, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so I was so glad it was just a tourism campaign. Oh my goodness! And speaking on the Stardust app, so many people thinking that that was a real thing. Yeah. I'm like, as soon as I saw the first one, I'm like, this is like a bad funny or die sketch with like a big budget. There is no... And then they had the one with, like, all the people that are in it. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely yeah, fake. Yeah. With <laughs> Russell Crowe, and I was like... Ah, Russell Crowe, Margot Robbie, and especially Hugh Jackman. I'm like, just yeah. no. No no way. I'm, I'm glad it's just a joke. I mean, can't really compare it to the magic yeah. that is. Crocodile Dundee <laughs> 1. <laughs> anyway, back to the film we were talking about, uh, Annihilation, which we completely forgot about. I'm what really pumped for this one. What the hell is going on in that... F- it, like, I don't know anything about it, and so I'm... Yeah. I'd prefer to know nothing about it. I've seen both the trailers, still don't know what it what's yeah. about. Some someone's gone missing in this weird kind of alien ecosystem and weird stuff happens. That's all I need to know. It's by the guy that did X Machina and wrote twenty eight days later. Perfect. Yeah. Alright, next up we've got on this list. So I think Oh, oh is yes. that Isle of Dogs? That is Isle of oh, Dogs. Oh, God. oh okay. Right. I didn't so see that before. Wes Anderson film. Uh it always has the best cast. I'm pretty sure Jeff Goldblum voices yep. the dog. Let's have a look. So he, he, here's the cu- here's just some of the cast. So you've got Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Liev Schreiber, Bill Murray, Bob Balaban, Jeff Goldblum, Scarlett Johansson, Tilda Swinton, Greta Gerwig, Francis McDormand, Courtney B. Vance, S. Murray Abraham, Harvey Keitel, amongst others, and Yoko Ono as well. Who's Yoko Ono? John Lennon's wife. What? John. The Yoko. The Yoko Ono. Wow. 
I think. There you go. I don't know. Probably. Probably. But yeah, this... I mean, Wes Anderson's doing stop motion again. Fantastic Mr. Fox is one of the most underrated movies, I think, of the last 10 years. And I... I cannot wait for the, uh, the that trailer for the for the first film, like the first trailer for Isle of Dogs, and the first clip that yeah, they released yeah, as well, yeah. where the the dogs they open up, the, they say, "Hey, hey!" Before we st- before we actually fight out, fight each other over, let's actually see what's inside. They rip it open, and it's just this all this garbage. It's like, yeah, it's worth fighting for. <laughs> and then they sh- they buy a dog's ear off. Yeah, very that's <laughs> Wes Anderson makes very dark kids movies. Yeah, I I, I, I I think so I think this is getting a PG thirteen rating, so M over here. And from all reports, I think it just premiered in Berlin in the Berlinale Film Festival, and apparently rave reviews. So cannot wait for this one. And also, you get to see stop motion animation again. Yeah. And I love like even like every single like even in a couple of seconds of stop motion animation, you can see like how like if there's this slight little adjustments that you can see. Like, especially, like, if you watch the trailer, there's, like, the fur on the dogs are in slightly different places. I love seeing that kind of stuff. Uh, what have we got next on Speaking this Speaking of animation, I need to talk about something that I'm all worried right. about. Incredibles 2. Yep, all right, let's get into it. Haven't watched this new trailer that came out. I'm worried that, you know, like, Incredibles um, 2, do we really need a sequel? Like, everyone wants one, but, like, yeah, I'm worried d- that it's just going to be... We, yeah, we all want it, but we don't... To the expectations of yeah, it's something that we all want, but we don't need. Speaking of, why do they make three Cars movies? Before? Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know, but... <laughs> Money, toys. <laughs> uh, same reason with Incredibles 2. Yeah. But have any of you seen the recent trailer that was released a couple of days ago? Yeah. But I have. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it because I'm just, like... Apparently, it looks like that they're divorced or something from no, what I'm being no, heard. No no no, 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 nothing like that. They don't hate the world that much. She's going off and becoming a hero, and he's a while s- he's staying at home taking care of Jack Jack. I don't actually, we don't actually know much about the plot yet, so who's to say? And I'm, I, I think they do it well, but yeah, well, he's Brad. Brad Bird is doing this one as well, so. But I'm just hoping, will it be? Look, because I don't think, apart from the Cars films, I don't think there's any bad Pixar movies. Even good e- even their sequels. What was that? Good dinosaur. Oh, I didn't hate the good dinosaur. It's, it's mediocre. It's just that, they're, you know? they're, they're not bad though. None of their films are bad. There are just there are subpar and you know kind of mediocre ones. But I wouldn't think they're like Finding Dory. I'd say would be a subpar one. And I'm hoping it's not quite as. Yeah. I'm hoping this is more Toy Story two than Finding Dory. Have you seen Godfather? I have not seen the Godfather. Uh, I'm, a film, Godfather. I'm a film student and I have a podcast <laughs> and I have not seen the Godfather. I know, I'm uh. terrible. And look, I just have to put this on here just out of sheer curiosity, but I just don't even know it's going to be a movie. Infi- it, Avengers Infinity War. I hope it's five I, hours I, long. I have no... It's two movies, right? This is one part one of two that we're getting this year, yeah. right? It was going to be that, but they've changed it. They, they, have they changed, they changed it? it? It's only one film yep. now? Yep. It's now one film, but they're saying that it's going to lead into the fourth one. It's Actually, you know what? It is two pieces because they've, they've said that the third one will lead into number four and they're not going to reveal the number four title until the third one's released because it's a spoiler. Oh. So, you know what? Take back everything I said. It pretty much <laughs> is part one and part two. Okay. I just don't... I don't know how this is going to end up. Mm. Like, it could either be the... It, well, here's something. It won't be a movie. It just won't be. It, it can't be. It's got too many people in it. Oh, yeah. It, I, I just don't know how it's gonna they're going to... 
It's gonna be like one of those Valentine's Day movies and like oh. New Year's Eve and that, where it's just like so many people in it. It's just not enough screen time to fully develop Zach. I think it's gonna be just like like a party that's going out of control. Like they invite, like they invited everyone to this movie, but and Sean, it might there's no way it can be a bad movie. I mean, it's got like, it's got I everyone in. Well, I'm not. I, I don't think it'll be bad. Think about I just how many Avengers? I just don't think it will. And now think about how many Avengers are in Avengers three. I like just don't think it's going to be a movie. It it can't be. I think it's going to be like a pro wrestling match, where people come out in colorful costumes, and you're just like, oh my god, him and him tag teaming together. What's this? He's turned on the team. Oh my lord. It's not going to really have like a very. It's going to be very straightforward, and it's just going to be there so we can look at the costumes on screen all together. Yeah. You know? I think yeah, it, it's get and, mm. and I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> and we and um to my American listeners, uh, suck shit. We get it a week earlier than you. Oh, ha. So nice. Uh, next one. I kind of hate the title for this one. Sicario Two Soldado. It should just. It was originally just called Soldado, but because they can't sell that, they had to put Sicario Two in front of it. And as you can see, if you I look behind it. you, I really like the first Sicario film. I've got a Sicario poster hanging up in my room. Where we where we are recording this, mm-hmm. yep, they're just taking it in. It's the one that was for the Cannes Film Festival. It's not the one with like all the other like all the people on it. It's the one where Emily Blunt's walking through the the tunnel, which I think is a really cool looking poster. But anyway, uh, Emily Blunt not coming back for this one. Denis Villeneuve isn't directing either. Taylor Sheridan has written the film though, and uh, Josh Brolin and Benicio del Toro are both back, and it looks like. It looks kind of more like an action film, this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's not, because I don't think it will be. I th- I think it will be. And I'm I'm very curious, because in the end of the trailer, Benicio does, like, this weird thing with the gun where he puts his one finger in between oh, the Oh, yeah. And, and, and goes, no, 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 and shoots it. Is that a thing? I don't think so. I've never seen that before, and I guess tactically mm. it's, like, better. I'm glad that we kind of get, like, know. Benicio Del Toro, like, I mean, in movies like this, he plays very kind of scary guys, but recently he's being, like, kind of weird Benicio again. Like, his character in The Last Jedi, like, um, his, the, him as the collector in Guardians, and one of my favourite, um, like, it kind of reminds me, like, of what he, what he was doing back in the late 90s, like, his character in The Usual Suspects and, like, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, when he's playing these really kind of weird over-the-top characters. Give me the keys of Yeah. <laughs> That's a horrible one. <laughs> Uh, so there's that, and that might, I don't know if that leads on to this next one, because I thought, I thought I made some kind of connection with these two films in my head, but I don't think there's any, any connection though. Uh, Shane Black's, uh, remake or sequel, oh. remake, see what, oh, of Predator? the Predator, Pre- of the Predator. Predator and Sicario, alright. I, I don't, I don't know yeah, if I can segue that, but Predator, Shane, Shane Black writing, directing, a remake or reimagining or sequel, reboot, does I anyone know what it actually is? I think it's like a reimagining, because it takes place in the suburbs. So it's not a remake. Oh, so it's a sequel to... It's like Predator 2. Is it? Maybe. I haven't heard Maybe. anything about it's it. It's, it's a sequel slash reboot, according to uh, Letterboxd. And, I mean, wow, that is a pretty big cut. Ca- I don't know if that's all cast or if that's crew, but we've got a pretty good cast here. You've got Boyd Holbrook, who was the villain in um, uh, Logan. Logan. You've got Olivia Munn, Jacob Tremblay, Sterling K. Brown, Keegan-Michael Key, Alfie Allen, Trevante Rhodes from Moonlight, Thomas Jane, Jake Busey, Edward James Olmos. Pretty damn good cast, I reckon. And a bunch of other character actors that I've never heard of in there, too. Well, I mean... I don't know anything about it. 
Yeah, but, but it's Predator, so I'm down. And it's Predator, and it's Shane Black, so I'm sold. Like, mm. well, the nice guys is amazing. I love all of his films. I, I help. I like Iron Man three. Don't kill me for it. I like Iron Man three. I'm with Sean on that one. Actually, nah, nah, I disagree. I, 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 I always like. like I always like it when the superheroes are stripped of their powers and they have to like come to terms with that and like you know build themselves up from that. I like that kind of storyline, so that's why I kind of like Iron Man three. And yeah, I'm just wondering because it's Shane, because it's Shane Black. Predator set at Christmas, possibly, because Shane Black Surely. loves movies at Christmas. Yeah. Mate, well, you know. It'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good, yeah. I don't know anything about it, so it's hard to say. All right, well, we're looking forward to it. Right. We've, we've said let's the incredible... Get, let's get our list up. Oh, All right. actually, oh, we're still let's going. talk about The Irishman. Now, The Irishman? Yeah. <laughs> so, Martin Scorsese's <laughs> film. Joe Pesci, um, actually, after, I think it was Home Alone 2 or something, he just... Stopped making movies and he went to focus on his music career. I shit you not. And Wait, what? Yeah, he has a music. He's like uh, before he was acting, he was a guitarist slash singer, and he's went into retirement and then did music and then then yeah, he's that now one. He's back. He's back for I guess one last thing. I thought he came out of retirement for that Snickers ad that he did. Oh yeah, well that's for money, <laughs> and that was great. I love that Snickers <laughs> ad. It's the, that's the best one of all of those ones. Oh, yeah, love models. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Yep, Scorsese. You, know, you need a title. You and it's about... Those three names. And then yep, Scorsese. It's about Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa. And another great supporting cast as well. As you said, Ray Romano. I had no idea yeah, he's Ray in Romano's this. Yeah, Ray Romano's in this film. Who else is in there? Bob, Bobby Cannavale's in there too. Anna Paquin, Jesse Plemons. Uh, who else is in there? Jack Houston. Some pretty good names Larry, in there. Larry Romano's in it. Larry I'm Romano. looking at the cast now, Larry Romano. Is that Ray Romano? Possibly, yeah. I'm wait. I'm thinking maybe he might. I remember. Oh, I, is that the guy from Everyone Hates Raymond? Are those two brothers actually? Really no, that's Brad Garrett. Oh, that's okay. the other one. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. I you, really wish. Uh, as, as you said, you put De Niro, Pacino, Pesci, and Scorsese. I mean, you can't you can't help but think of Goodfellas. Mm. But oh, yeah. uh, I mean, they're all coming back together, and it's been ages since De Niro's actually given a shit. So now that he's back with Scorsese, maybe he might actually be good in something. And Al Pacino, like he's kind of fallen off the face Hoo-ah. of the earth. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah. Have you seen the photo of the behind the scenes? And it's Robert De Niro because he's playing a, a tall gangster. <laughs> he's, he's, got get a, he's, he's get it up. Um, give it a Google online. Just De Niro high top shoes or something like that. And he's wearing like stilts, but he's uh. got the most serious look on his face. But who, who's wearing, who's wearing the stilt? Like the Robert De Niro has De Niro. like. Um, uh, they have he has high heels on. Like, is that it? Yeah, these these are the shoes. I've got the full photo. Oh, oh there my is, goodness! Look at oh my goodness! <laughs> what are those? <laughs> like, did De Niro's playing? Did Jimmy Hoffa do something like that though? Like, I'm guessing De Niro's That's playing Jimmy Hoffa. Fashion, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, there's wearing tissues in your shoes and there's wearing that. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Not badass. Well, well, if De Niro can pull it off, he no. could. He definitely can. I'm definitely suiting up. Yeah, and this is ag- again like, but Netflix have uh, rights for this one too. I don't know if this what? is this. Is, I don't know if this is a Netflix production or if they just sold this to Netflix. But yeah, look, I this is coming soon to net. net it's coming on Netflix and oh a Netflix. No. I guess it is made for Netflix. Damn. Surely they'd real. The world Surely is changing. Surely it can't be bad. No, it can't be. Yeah. It it yeah, it can't be. Although I, I don't think there is one. I don't think there is a great Netflix original film that's been made yet. Mudbound is close up there, but I don't think there has been a great origi- Netflix original film yet. There's a lot of shit ones, but there hasn't been a great one yet. But hopefully this will be the one that breaks it. 
lot of good original Netflix shows. There are a lot of good so original Netflix shows, for sure. So um, Things. Can't think of anyone right now, but Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. Do they? Oh, uh, oh yeah. I guess they count though. Uh, I want to talk about this movie. Some something you may not have heard of. This one's First Man. This is a biopic about uh, not Lance. Ar- yeah, no, Neil Armstrong. And yeah, it's about the moon landing. And here's why I want to see it: Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong, and direct directed by Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle, La La Land, Whiplash. Oh yeah, that dude. La La Land. Yeah. And real another really great cast here. You've got you've got Kyle Chandler in there as well. You've got Corey Stoll as Bo- Corey Stoll from House of Cards as Buzz Aldrin. You've got Jason Clarke, Claire Foy, John Bernthal in there as well. Could be really really awesome this movie. Ryan have an accent. You yeah, you probably I think he would have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you sold uh, me just on that. Yeah, you've s- I've sold you. Yeah. Well, maybe this film might sell you as well. Backseat. This is another another biopic, but this is a biopic of Dick Cheney, and you're having a look. That is Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. So this is a biopic about Dick Cheney during the tw- uh, 9/11 terrorist attack, and this movie <laughs> has it, and directed by Adam McKay, who did The Big Short, written and directed, oh. and as well this supporting cast. You've got Amy Adams as uh, you've got Amy Adams as Lynn Cheney. You've got Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush. You've got Steve Carell as Donald Rumsfeld. Wait, wait, wait. Is that Tyler Perry? <laughs> yep, Tyler Perry is in this movie too. Tyler Perry. Oh my god, Bi- is that Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman's in this movie too. I think he's Nelson wait. Rockefeller in this oh, movie. I'm oh, you've sold me. Yeah, Bill Paxton's dead. Yeah, I thought Bill Paxton from The Grave made this movie, but that doesn't make sense. No, but I yeah. cannot wait for this. Like, if if it's if it's in the same vein as like The Big Short was, yeah. I'm down yeah, for yeah. this. I cannot wait. And if you want to see, Google, just go into Google and type in, like, because the movie Backseat is what the movie's called. Look up what Christian Bale looks like in Google Images. Just look up Backseat Christian Bale. He, he, I mean, Christian Bale, he's ridiculously dedicated to his roles. He, oh, yeah. he will get so fat or so skinny for his roles. Have you the seen ma- him in um, The Machinist? The yeah, Machinist. Yeah. If you've seen him in American Hustle, he's fat as fuck in that movie. <laughs> Yep, I think he, he ate nothing like... I, th- I can't remember if it was American Hustle or another movie. He ate, like, pies for, like, a, a month straight to try and get fat for that movie. What a joke. Ugh, no, but I, I cannot wait for this, especially Sam Rockwell as President George W. Bush. <laughs> I would rather I cannot wait for that. more Step Brothers than Big Short. Like, just, just fucking do something. Ma- make a com- <laughs> you're going to make a comedy out of 9-11. There's not... There's not ma- oh, okay. It, it's a bit... It not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Better not. No. Uh, it, yeah, so... Yeah, I'm I'm pumped for this one. Probably going to be an Oscar contender as well. Yeah. Cannot wait. What else have I got here? I think this is technically a 2019 film, but uh, the reboot of Hellboy. Oh, is that with the guy oh. from Stranger Things? Yep. I mean, Ron Ron, Perlman, Ron Perlman is is Hellboy. Yeah. We can all but then if you were to but because Ron Ron Perlman couldn't come back, I'm like, well, it has to be David Harbour from it has to be David Harbour. It can't be anyone else. And it is David Harbour. And yeah, I, I'm I, so I'm pumped. With it. I just hope that he doesn't come out at the end of this movie and like, oh yeah, this movie it was just a tide ad. I hope he doesn't oh, do that. <laughs> that was such a good ad as well. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope this just isn't a tide ad. But I mean, uh, uh, again, look at the cast for this. You've got Ian McShane, Mila Jovovich as well, and it's Neil Marshall, who's a director that has quite a firm grasp on horror. He directed a movie called The Descent. Which is like oh, an underground. Oh, mate, that's on stand. That's so good. Is that it? Is so I good. need to get stand. Mate, have you seen it? I have. I'm not seen oh it yet. Oh my god, that is a 
Yeah, it's, he's making watch, it. Hel- watch the descent. Don't watch Hellboy. Watch the descent. That is a classic. Now, but now that you found out that he, anyway. now that you found out that he's directing the new yeah, Hellboy, yeah, yeah, down, y- you're down for this one. <laughs> yep, and also, I cannot. Yeah, I'm gonna say that I cannot wait for any of these films because they, a lot of these are probably just because of filmmakers involved. Like, and th- the ones that I've kind of mentioned previously have all been like must-see movies. Like, movies that I'm definitely going to be seeing, no matter what. And now we're getting into, like, films from, like, really, really good filmmakers that, like, from interesting and compelling filmmakers. And this one, Boy Erased, this is a film directed, I think, written and directed by Joel Edgerton. Like, I I didn't see The Gift. Is it Aussie? Is it Australian? Mm, I think it was shot in the... uh, It's got Australian actors in it. It's got, well, Edgerton's in it himself, and he's also got Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe in it. But do, do they have Aussie accents? I pro- I don't think so because oh. I think this is based off of uh, it's based off of a novel and I don't know if the novel was based off of or inspired or based off real events, but so the the description here is the son of a Baptist preacher is forced to participate in a church supported gay conversion program. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just with the cast and Joel Edgerton involved, and I've heard amazing things about the book. Mm-hmm. Only problem is, and uh, Lucas Hedges is the lead, who. Do you not know who is Lucas Hedges is? is? Lucas, Hedges. Lucas Hedges, if you've seen... Have you seen Manchester by the Sea? Oh, no. Uh, have you seen Three Billboards? No. Okay. So, Ma- <laughs> Lucas Hedges is the son in Manchester by the Sea. Oh, okay. He is a terrible actor. Yeah. He is <laughs> terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and... So why are you excited to see it then? Well, because so of the, the people of the involved. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I have faith that, jo- faith that Joel Edgerton might actually be able to get a decent performance out of Lucas Hedges. Well, I mean, Martin McDonough couldn't, so I don't know if I don't know if Joel Edgerton can. Who knows? Mm. But look out for this one. I think it's being released in around September, so watch out for that. Another one that I'm really looking forward to this year: Spike Lee's new film, Black oh. Klansman. One of the guys from Kim Peele's on this, isn't he? Uh, Jordan Peele is a producer on this, oh, okay. and I think I think Jason Blum might also be a producer. No, he's not. No writers, damn. Okay, they don't have producer credits at the moment for this, but I remember Jordan Peele being a producer on this one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the rough plot for this one is that an African-American police officer from Colorado successfully managed to infiltrate the local KKK and become the leader of the local, like... <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so an undercover cop, an undercover black police officer managed to become a leader of the Ku Klux Klan. Again, I think this may be very loosely based off of a true story as well. So is he going whiteface? Like what? Oh, he's wearing the hood. All right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, but so it's like Clayton Bixby that Dave Chappelle sketch. It sounds like a great <laughs> sitcom. <laughs> the, the one with the blind clansman, and then he oh. doesn't know he's black. Is that it? What? I think that might be it. But I mean, so is again, this, is spot this comedy or like? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's a drama. If it's a I true think, story, I think it might be a drama. I think it may be very. It's it very, very loosely based. Maybe I'm not sure. Don't don't take my word for that. But I want to see it because the premise is so interesting and you've got Spike Lee behind it. Uh, I'm hooked. And also, Adam Driver's in it. To, to a lesser extent, Topher Grace is in it too. Could be really good. I'm down. He played a Sith Lord, surely he's a Ku Klux Klan member. Yep. He's pretty oh, swole. Sure. Um, this is another next fix film that I'm going to put up. This is, uh, have you, this is called Hold the Dark. This is from Jeremy Saulnier, who has made two really awesome films called Blue Ruin and Green Room that oh, are really yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is about like it's uh, a 
This is like a murder mystery of like a kid. I th- I'm pretty sure. I'll just read the description here because so when a child is taken from his village by a pack of wolves, an expert hunter is called in to track them down and kill them. He finds himself confronting not only the cruelty of Mother Nature but also his own failings as a ch- as the child's grief crazed father follows behind him. It, it it becomes unclear who is really being hunted. Again, made for Netflix. Jeremy Saulnier. I mean, set. Uh, it's like one of these kind of crime thrillers set in Alaska. I'm pretty sure. I'm down. Mm. And again, like the cast as well for this one. Jeffrey Wright, Alexander Skarsgård, Riley Keough, Macon Blair, who's in a lot of his... He's like his writer, and I'm pretty sure wrote this film too. Who, who, who's... Yeah, so Macon Blair wrote this one as well. Really, really looking forward to this one. Not quite sure on the release date on this one, but watch out for it, because it'll be pretty damn good horror. Uh, what was that? Is it a horror? I think thriller? it's like a crime thriller, more right. kind of. It might be, it might like border towards horror, but I'm not exactly sure. Do, and re- do you reckon Venom will be a horror? I don't know. Well, we can talk about this now. So this is in the court. Like this kind of begins the cautiously optimistic, oh, yeah. cautiously, cautiously optimistic yeah. films. Uh, I like that you don't see Venom in that trailer. Oh yeah, I didn't want to. Seeing seeing a bunch I of w- like you know it would have been bad. Like Black Panther. Every action scene was in the trailer. Yeah. So it's just kind of like put me up for action when I'm more focused on the characters. But, uh, anyway, he- yeah. Venom. I don't know anything. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm worried, but intrigued. Yeah, Tom Hardy, I think, is a pretty good choice, I think, for Venom. Yeah. And apparently he is a massive Venom fan. Except I don't know. Is Venom kind is of... Is he actually, though, or is it just for... I the don't know. Yeah. yeah, here's yeah. the thing. It could... He seems like he is, though. Yeah. He seems fairly involved in the character, and I had no idea. Like when I watched the trailer, I had no idea that Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed, Woody Harrelson, or Jenny Slate were in this movie either. Woody Harrelson. Woody Har- yeah, Woody Harrelson's in here. I don't know. I think maybe, maybe he might be playing Carnage, because apparently it's Venom Woody. versus oh, Carnage. That'd be great. That'd be. That yeah. could be, because I've heard that Carnage is going to be the villain in this. It has to be. Who else could be the villain? Yeah, get spot. Well, a- another thing is Tom Holland is rumored to show up, like to make a cameo in this as well. And he's so it's set trip to San Francisco. Probably is Venom in San Francisco? Is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's like Golden Gate Bridge in the trailer. Oh, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. I've only seen it once. Oh, so, yeah. so is it set in the MCU? Or? No, because this is Sony. Oh, this is kind of a separate thing. Oh, okay. But on IMDb, it's got Tom Holland rumored to be to appear in it. But who, who the hell knows? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we're just going to have to wait and see with this one because I have no idea how the hell it's going to turn out. And if you can actually... Like, I'm guessing that there are Venom comics so then there's like storylines where Venom is the central character because I only know him as a Spider-Man villain. I don't know him as like this anti-hero that apparently he is in like his own like, oh, comic yeah, series. Who reads comics? Like, hey. No, I don't know. Just yeah. watch the just watch the movies. There, there was one series they did do with Venom called Agent Venom, and it was about uh, Eddie Brock. He was a war veteran and he lost his legs, so they give him the symbiote, and he's kind of like working for the government as Venom. So I'm not sure if they're doing that with this, but if they're going to portray him as a hero, that could be the kind of route they that go. That sounds that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'd get around that. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I think maybe in the comics as well, doesn't Flash Thompson become the Venom at some stage too? He does. That's yeah. Right, yeah. He actually actually he might be Agent Venom, but I know the oh, movie's okay. about Eddie Brock. But so Flash is in. No, Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson, the the guy that bullies Peter Parker, the oh, blonde guy. Oh, but he's not. All right. Yeah, I'm just he's saying. In he's in the. Ne- never mind. Uh. Do you have any 
you have a list, Luke? Uh, really, going off Sean's. looking at this list right now, it's yeah. pretty much the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. If there's uh, any at the end, oh, yeah, yeah. before we get into um uh, the rest of the uh, um the cautiously optimistic ones, I'm just gonna finish off the last couple in like the films from like directors that I absolutely love that I want to get into. This is one, just I've only seen one of his films, but after Moonlight, I Barry will Jenkins. I will watch anything that Barry Jenkins does, and this is based off a James Baldwin novel. It's called If Beale Street Could Talk. Uh, James Baldwin, like a huge political activist, and like in the in like the civil rights movements with you know for African American people in in the U.S. And yeah, this story. Yeah, after a black man is jailed for a crime he didn't commit, his pregnant fiance does all she can to free him. This, I mean, Barry Jenkins, like I'm sold on that. And because it's a, adapted from a James Baldwin novel, I'm there. Yep. I am there. I don't read Barry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I read comic yeah. books. H- how did you get in uni <laughs> again if you can't read? Yeah. Oh, you said you don't read, not you can't read. I choose not to read. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer was my favourite film of last year. And sa- sa- same with what I said with Barry Jenkins, I will see anything that Yorgos Lanthimos does now. And now with this film, The Favourite, which follows the political machinations behind the scenes during the reign of Queen Anne, the last monarch of the House of Stuarts, which I'm pretty sure this film is set in like the 1850s. It's got Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, Nicholas Holt in there. I'm wondering to see how those kind. I mean, Rachel Weisz has worked with um, has worked with Yorgos Lanthimos before, but I'm wondering, especially Emma Stone. Did you do lobster. Yeah, he did. All right. Which we had oh, to watch okay. the lobster yeah, for yeah, class. Yeah. That was a good class. Yeah. That was a very good class. I remember we were just um, we were pretending to strum our violins along with the score because it's ve- <laughs> that's very string heavy. The score for the lobster. Oh yeah, yeah. Dun dun dun, <laughs> dun dun. We're doing it through um, the Matt Hardy's dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I was doing it for the score as well though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, like I'm gonna say, I've, I've said this for everyone else. I can't wait for this one. <laughs> I'm gonna be keeping my eye out for like you know like Can and like Sun- well Sundance has already been, but like Tribeca and like Venice for like all of these films. And Definitely. I have no idea when they're going to come out, but I'm hope hopefully this might even be out at Melbourne. Who knows? We are light years behind you in terms of <laughs> watching the Oscar films, and we yeah, I still got to watch. All right, and I'm catching up. The <laughs> last of like that I want to see. Uh, this is an Australian film, one of the only really Australian oh films I've got in here. The Nightingale, the second film from uh, the filmmaker behind The Babadook, Jennifer Kent. Oh, okay. Yep, and this is set in 1825 where a young Irish convict chases a British soldier through the rugged Tasmanian wilderness bent on revenge for a terrible act of violence that she that he committed against her family. I mean... Sounds like... This could be really good. Like a Western. It, it's kind of, yeah, like a Western kind of like set in Tasmania. Mm. And like I'm guessing it's going to be like the very rough kind of mountainy landscapes that, that of like Tasmania. Like Never been in Tasmania. Yeah, so I'm hoping that it's you n- yeah, not really missing out much. I'm excited to see the Tasmanian landscape because I've never seen it in Tasmania. Like well, well, maybe you should go see like this movie. It'll, yeah. it, it'll be cheaper to go. S- I think one of the one of the Tasmanian tigers make a food. Show. One of the <laughs> one of the Hobbit films I think shot a little bit in Tasmania. Oh, I'm pretty sure because I think it might have actually been snowing in New Zealand, so I think they went to Tasmania and shot a little bit. Wasn't there a film with Willem Dafoe set in Tasmania about the Tasmanian devil? What? Not the Tasmanian Devil, Tasmanian Tiger. 
There might have been. <laughs> I mean, Tasmanian Devil. Oh, the the hu- the hunt. <laughs> yes, the hunt. No, the the hunt. Something like that. The hunt. No, the hunt was the one where um uh Mads Mikkelsen's uh, accused of being a child molester. The hunter. Same thing. I think. <laughs> I, th- I I get those two films confused, which is yeah, one of them's the hunter and one of them's the hunt. I'm not oh, sure okay. which one, but yeah. So yeah, ta- if you don't know Tasmania, it's off the mainland of Australia. It's very. Uh, I've got international listeners. That's why I'm saying this. Oh, okay. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm as surprised Ooh. as Ooh. I'm as surprised as you are. Ooh. I'm as su- yeah, and it's very kind of yeah. As I said, very rugged Tasmanian wilderness, which is what the description says. So, I I'm really again looking forward to this one. Uh, you're interested to see how like what genre this will fall under because it's a revenge story and like it's, as you said, it looks like kind of a western. And it's Jennifer Kent who did like a psychological kind of thriller horror film with the Babadook, which is amazing. If anyone hasn't yeah, seen I've it, seen, yeah, I've seen the Babadook. Yep. Uh, if you're doing, uh, are you doing Australian Screen this semester? Oh yeah. Yeah, you you'll get to watch it. No, I did it last year. Oh, okay. You get to watch it for, okay. for Australian Screen. It's great. Uh, yeah. So that kind of comes to the end of my, uh, not with a list. I've still got a heap more, even though how long we've nearly at an hour. So we'll try and power through these last really? ones. Yeah. So now we're getting into cautiously optimistic. So we already said Venom. This is another one. I've just been so fascinated with the production of this film. This is The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. This film has been in development hell for decades. Terry Gilliam has tried to get this film made for so long. And I I cannot wait for it, though, because it's about an advertising executive who's played by Adam Driver... He jumps back and forth in time from the modern-day London to 17th-century La Mancha, where Don Quixote mistakes him for Sancho Panza. Panza. Now, I personally have not read Don Quixote, and apparently this is like a very kind of weird retelling of it, with like bits of a modern-day thing. But yeah, you've got Adam Driver, you've got Stellan Skarsgård, you've got Jonathan Price as Don Quixote, and that's awesome. And yeah, Terry Gilliam making the film. So, and especially a film like this, which has been in development hell for so long, I really want to see how this film ends out. T- turns out, you sold me with that. Mm. I yeah, I, I don't know anything about Don Quixote, man. But um, yeah, I'm, that's the reason I watch films so I can find out <laughs> like stories. That, that's what that's what audio books are for. Audio books are great if you don't uh, want to read. I, I still and that 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 leads in very well to another one that I've got in my cautiously optimistic section. Ready Player One. Oh, oh, I am okay. currently listening to the audio. I've got the book, but I'm too lazy to read it. So I've just I bought the audio book for four dollars. I get to listen to Will Wheaton serenade me with the <laughs> oh, words fuck. of this book. <laughs> uh, yeah, Will Wheaton does the audio book <laughs> for this. Star Trek. Yeah. And his later roles in Big yep. Bang Theory. And <laughs> and Sharknado. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, first of all, it's, it's made by Steven Spielberg. And I'm just wondering, Steven Spielberg features predominantly in the book. Like, a lot of the stuff mm. that, like, is in the, that kind of 80s stuff that they re- they referenced Indiana Jones and, like, E.T. and a lot of kind of Spielberg stuff. So I'm just wondering, because this is set in the... F- it, in the book, Steven Spielberg exists. Does Steven Spielberg exist in this world? Because it's set in 2045, and this film is coming out... In t- does this film exist within the world of Ready Player One? Oh, absolutely. I'd say it does. Yeah. There's weird. the DeLoreans in there. Yeah, the Delo- Well, I mean, that was the Mecca. That was. The yeah, I mean, produce Spielberg was a producer mm. as well. So he produced, he produced everything. He produced Transformers. I, I don't know. <laughs> Five. <laughs> I honestly don't know how this film is going to turn out. It could be awesome or it could be kind of terrible. And in in the book, there are a lot of really cringeworthy. Di- there's a lot of cringeworthy dialogue in the book. Uh, T.J. Miller can say it. 
that sellout to an Did emoji movie. Can we talk about the emoji movie can for a good we, hour? Can we discuss it? <laughs> I have not seen it, so go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. TJ Miller, he always struck me as a comedian. He was pretty I, cool. I like TJ Miller. And then he did an emoji movie, and I just think... He he wanted he needed a paycheck. He's fine. Yeah. He's off Silicon Valley now. He needed a paycheck. Yeah, he's off Deadpool. And anyway, he's only going to be a voice in this movie. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Because I'm excited to see Iron emoji. Giant. In the... Yeah, because Iron Giant... Well, I'm not thinking about Iron Giant. Yeah. Like <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Vin Diesel's only good role. Yeah. Hey, I, I love Dominic Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> He's all about family. Yeah, just with this, <laughs> just with this one though, like they're gonna have to cut out. But and, and here's why I'm because the the author of the book is also co-writing the screenplay, and there's a lot of there's a lot of setup in the book. And I guess I mean this world needs a lot of setup. Like there's about 150 pages of stuff before the plot actually kicks in. Really? Yeah. Well, about there's about nine. I don't know how many pages it was because I've listened to the audio book. There's, there's there's at least nine or ten chapters before the story really starts to get going. You could do an opening exposition. Well, I've got a feeling I know how like it's gonna. I, I think I know how right it's right gonna now. open, and this is actually coming out pretty quick, pretty quickly. It's coming out pretty soon. It's coming out in March, and a lot of the a lot of the cast I really like. I love Ben Mendelsohn as the villain too. I think that is per- after listening to the audio book and his character. I'm like, yeah, Ben Mendelsohn mm. is perfect for this. And he was really underrated in Rogue One. I don't yeah. think he was quite utilized enough, but I think I mean Ben Mendelsohn is just awesome though. And I like Ty Sheridan as the lead too. Mark Rylance, I mean, he's gonna have a very small role because he's like his character is the dead. Yeah. It's in the trailer. His character is his character dies at the beginning of the book and mm. he's the guy that like holds this. Yeah, he'd be like, you know, in like flashbacks or something. Yeah. He he'd probably download his conscious digitally onto a thing and he's role mm. playing as I don't know well I haven't, I haven't got to the end of the book yet <laughs> so I'll <laughs> but anyway yeah cautiously optimistic about this one could be great could be crap but I mean Spielberg has made bad movies before but I think he's I mean may- maybe because the book talks about him so much he really wants to do it justice I think mm. so hopefully that can happen is now, there anything you want in Ready Player One because I saw the trailer and they have Overwatch in it so l- they could literally yeah, put ooh. anything in it. I really don't know. They they could put some made-up stuff in there, too, I reckon. Oh, yeah. I think they should just keep it just pop culture. Don't don't come up with any original yeah. ideas. But. Yeah. Well, and it would be so expensive because mu- there's going to be a lot of licensed stuff that they need to get you know licenses for, like to put the DeLorean in there. I mean, that's why it probably helps to have Spielberg because he probably has some, like, yeah, he, he has probably has some slice of pie and all hustle. those things. Yes, and I guess, well, I guess it's because Warner Brothers are making this, and they already own like the Iron Giant and like a lot of these other things. So I guess that makes it a little bit easier for them. They have all the DC characters. Like oh Joker's yeah. Already in there. Yeah. Uh, was the Joker in the trailer? Yeah, he was Joker oh, and Harley. Okay. He got shot with a laser, I'm pretty sure. Something like that. Mm. All right. You had uh, a funny hat. This is another interesting choice that I've put on, but this is a book that I've actually read, and don't hate me for this, but this is actually coming out in the US this weekend. Doesn't come out in Australia till April fifth. This is uh, called Every Day. Oh, Have you heard I've of this? this? I've read the book to this. The book, despite despite all its teen romance, the sappy teen romance bullshit, is actually quite a good read. I just don't know how they could possibly make this into a movie at all. So if you don't know... Oh, sorry, are you going to say something? Yeah, I've seen a trailer for this. There's like a girl... No, there's like... I don't know, is she originally a girl so that wakes up in he, a body every day? Or so he, he is, it's this entity. So 
this this entity named A. This is what the book's about. This entity named A wakes up in a different person's body every day for the rest of its life. So what happens? One day A wakes up in the body of the boyfriend of this girl named Rhiannon, and they pretty much just ditch school. They have this amazing day together, and he falls in love with her. And then pretty much like he stuck like I can't a, a can't say he in A her. falls in love with Rhiannon and it like. Falls in love. Yeah. Oh, it. They fall in love. It, it, it calls yeah. itself A. Okay. And so A tries to, yeah, tries to see this girl every single day, like, as a different person, though. And, like, can they really be together when they're like that? But I'm, how how I'm wondering, this film may not work, is because you're going to need 30 different actors playing the same character. Yeah, I'm looking at the cast now. Yeah, the, so... So the lead, yeah. So there's a lot of really young, um, there's a lot of really young actors in here. You've got um Jacob Batalon, who was in Spider-Man: Homecoming as um uh, as Ned. So Ned from Spider-Man: Homecoming is oh, one of mate. the. Oh yeah. Yep, he, he's one of them. And um, uh, Aussie actress and Gary Rice is playing Rhiannon, and she is awesome. She is like she's the little girl from the Nice Guys. Oh right! Oh yeah, she's yeah. Aussie. You met her, didn't she's you? She's Aussie. Yeah, I got to meet. I got to meet her. Um, there was a previous screening of Jasper Jones. Got to meet her. Got to chat to her for about a minute and a half or so. She was really nice. And yeah, this this film. But I'm I'm reading. I've read the book. I enjoyed the book. I just don't know how it would work as a movie, because it's told the the book anyway is told from the perspective of A, and I don't know how you could possibly do that. You can only really tell it from the perspective of Rhiannon though. That's what I'm wondering. And there is a book called Another Day, which is pretty much the companion piece to the book, which is the story of every day just told from her perspective. So I'm thinking that may have been what the movie is, but I have no idea. I'm curious to understand what happens when she possesses a person, or when A possesses a person, what happens to that person? Like, does he like the day afterwards? Yeah, does he forget about the day? Or you will find out what happens. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay, that probably th- 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 that, that, that's an entire plot line with one of the people. Someone's gonna wake up in jail. It, it's so. like, well, something happens, and then like one of the one of the kids was like, I was possessed by this thing, or whatever, and like they've, like they they have a a has like this weird system of like how they how. It uh, like resets the day for these pe- this, the people that he have it, so like almost nothing happened. But yeah, forgets to do it one time and uh, it has consequences. But yeah, it comes out April fifth here in Australia. It's out this weekend in the US. It's out April fifth because um, that's I think that's when school holidays in the here in Australia is because it's obviously going for the you know twelve year old girl market. But I'll, I'll be there opening day because. I'm Sean is a twelve-year-old girl. girl. Yeah, love Twilight too. No, I don't. Like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's going to turn out. We've said that twenty times. Let's move on to another <laughs> one. Since you said you had an international audience, I've I've had to like consciously try and avoid becoming more Australian. No, my, no, that's, that's great. No, keep yeah. going with it. It's that it's called another bloody movie yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. as Australian as you like. There is a crocodile at our feet as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, this one. Uh, there was a trailer released for this a, a while ago, like, 
Alita Battle Angel. Have you seen the trailer for this? Yeah. I have. This is James Cameron was working on this for a long time, but then he wants to make uh, Avatar movies that no one's ever going to ever watch when ever. When is Avatar 2 coming out? No one it's cares. 2009. He's, he's, he's making it for himself. I don't think anyone's going to care. It's Isn't he making like up home, to five? Home cinema just watching <laughs> it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> All that money. Good job, James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he was making this for a long time, and now Robert Rodriguez kind of took over. Um, and director of di- directing, yep. Obviously. Uh, Shark Boy and Harvey Kill. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. James Cameron wrote it as well. Uh, this movie looks weird. I mean, it's based on a manga series. I'm pretty sure. And what really turned me off is that the main Alita, the main character, she's mocap. As you can mm. see from that little poster we've got there, she's got weird eyes. Yeah, she's. It's. It just looks weird. It's really off-putting. Yeah, they, they said, know. like, um, well, the manga character has big eyes, so we thought, how about we spend millions of dollars on making the actress have big eyes? It's like... Yeah, well, put her, yeah, put her in a mocap suit. And it might only be a... I think her... Oh, wait, no, she's got a robot arm, so, like, the entire... The actress is in a mocap suit, I'm pretty sure. Like, you know, Batman has white eyes. It doesn't mean you give Batman yeah. white contacts. <laughs> I know. They've, they've, they've tried to go the Uncanny Valley kind of way with this one, and I just don't know if it's going to work. It's got that Beowulf. Oh yeah, yeah, it does. It really does. Or like a bat. Or like, it looks like a video game. Yeah. Almost doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, video game. But I don't know. Again, good cast here. You've got Christoph Waltz, the Herschel Halle, uh, Jennifer Connelly. Uh, Mich- again, to a lesser extent, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Jackie O'Haley's Haley is gonna be you in don't here like too. Michelle Rodriguez. Sorry. You don't like Michelle Rodriguez? Oh, she's terrible. She's in um. Oh, she's yeah. in Avatar. Hey, she was in yeah, Avatar. She's in Avatar. Maybe that's how. She- Maybe she, she dies d- in Avatar. Mm. Rest in peace. Kill her character in Avatar. Again, this movie, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to end up going to go see it. Like, I see everything, so I'm probably going to go see it. But this might be a, if I have a free ticket or like a seven, like a very dis- at matinee price. I don't know if I'm going to pay full price for this nah, one. I'm not going to see this. i tell you what I'm not going to see. Jurassic World. Yeah, that's not yeah, even on I'm, here. I'm glad we live in like yeah. an era of Jeff Goldblum. Like if we're in yeah. a Jeff Goldblum renaissance. But um, I am a. It's m- gonna be the only good thing about that movie. Yeah, yeah. S- the trailer is just dinosaurs dying. I haven't watched the trailer. See dinosaurs dying. They're and is, isn't isn't there like a slowed down version of the Jurassic Park theme song too? Yeah. Oh, um, I hate that. I really hate. I hate it when trailers do that. Like the slowed down version and the really sad version of a happy song. Oh, it's kind of just a trend the now. One with the Avengers 2, that was good as. The worst, no, the worst one was the trailer for Geostorm when they had the one for What a Wonderful World. Oh, oh my God, I wanted to throw up when I saw that. I still haven't seen Geostorm yet, mm. and I don't think I ever will because it looks terrible. And yeah, so I won't be seeing that. And I've only put this, like, this is kind of a must-see now, but uh, it's just because of the stuff that happened, like, in the production of this film. It's solo a Star Wars story. I would have loved to have seen what Lord and Miller would have done with this. And now, because of the old... Sorry. The old creative differences uh, Big Ron. excuse uh, they left on that. And now Ron Howard took over. I mean, it's Star Wars, so I'm all gonna, I'm going to see it anyway. And I think that's what you guys are probably thinking as well. Yep. It's Star Wars. you got to see it. It's Star Wars and it's Han Solo, so I kind of mm. got to see it. Yeah, and I don't understand why a lot of people are hating Alden Ehrenreich from... Like four sec, like the tiny little bit that he's in this trailer. I think you know people. I like I like the trailer, the teaser trailer where he's just 
walking into the Empire and the guy's like, he, like a guidance counselor's like, so what do you want to be? He's like, ah, oh, we have all these jobs. I thought that was really cool. So I'm, exci- I'm excited to see a part of the Empire, like, you know, like as an actual like evil, like, you know, company. I think a lot of people want Old Nerenreich just to do an impression of Harrison Ford as well. Yeah, I yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And yeah. They're saying he lo- he's nothing like it. I'm like, but he's gonna grow into. It. Yeah, I'm like, have a look at Chris Pine. Yeah, exactly. Have a look at Chris Pine. It's nothing like Shatner's Kirk. Mm. Like, there's parts of it, but it's comp- almost completely different. But it's still Captain Kirk. So there's remnants. Speaking of Captain Kirk, I think he's doing a Captain Kirk impression. Yeah, I kind of yeah. think so. Yeah, but yeah. I like Alden Ehrenreich, and I'm really, I'm, I'm sold with him as Han Solo. A lot of people aren't, which I really, really don't understand. And those people should watch Hail Caesar because he is the best part of that movie. Would that it were? Would that it were a sample? <laughs> That's all I know him from, but <laughs> that's, that's enough for me. That, that's the best. That, that's the. I mean, Hail Caesar isn't that great, but he and that scene with Ray Fiennes as the director, that's the mm. best part. And one, one of the funniest scenes I've seen in a film recently. Would it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> but then also <laughs> this one, would, would that it's worse or simple? <laughs> would, would that it's worse or simple? I, I can't do a Ray Fiennes voice, but... And then as well, like... You couldn't, and again with old, what I was saying with Alden Ehrenreich and good casting, like you could not have cast a more perfect Lando than Donald Glover. Donald that Glover. is that is he perfect casting if you had ever just, if you'd ever just seen it. In that big fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he didn't even say a single word in that trailer, and ever yeah. Uh, no, what? he said like look out, and then yeah. yeah. <laughs> Says two words, and everyone's like, oh, he's gonna be great, but then like they see they they see Alden Ehrenreich open his mouth, and it's like fuck that guy. Shitting all over um, Harrison Ford. And then, yeah, I like that Woody Harrelson's in this movie too. And Amelia Clark as well. I think there's Warwick Davis is in there too. It's not a Star Wars movie without Warwick Davis. Yeah, and John John oh, Favreau yeah. is there okay, too. I was like, who's Warwick Davis? Like, oh, it's little dude. It yeah, was Wicket. Little, dude, yeah. little boy. Oh, would Wicket be showing? No, no. Uh, Warwick That'd Davis be very forced if Wicket was. <laughs> if Wicket's in there. Yeah. Han Solo came across the Ewoks at some point. Oh, okay. Uh, who knows? But again, Star Wars movie. I'm seeing it no matter what. And I would talk about the new mutants, but that has been pushed back to 2019. Oh, really? Ooh. Yes. The trailer that's came out not good. Before, you know, it came out yeah. like ages ago. Yeah. 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 It looked interesting though. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all for like making genre films within super with superhero movies though, because it looked like it was like a psychological kind of horror, like almost like a Shutter Island with superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of um, a Cure for Wellness. Yes, yes, yeah. That was actually, that's a really underrated film too. I like, I really like yeah, that. No, movie. I actually about a Cure for the Wellness. I thought it was a bit repetitive because he finds out something weird and then they capture him and then he loses his memory. Then it happens again and again and again and then he's like. Like, all right, finally, I'm going to kill the, the evil dude that runs this eel <laughs> water old people factory. And, yeah. Anyway. Right. How do you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really down for the New Mutants, but sadly, as I said, it's been pushed back. Apparently, it's due to, like, scheduling conflicts with Deadpool 2 and that it's gotten lukewarm reactions from test screenings. So th- apparently they're probably gonna go undergo reshoots. So I. Uh, Just a sigh of, I don't know. They I release don't know. they release a new trailer and it's like a teen comedy. <laughs> it's like the Breakfast Club <laughs> in a. Just waiting has to take care of it. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, do do you think because we're all in agreement that Ju- Justice League was awful, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, no, as soon as it finished, we were like, oh, it's fine. It we fine. did it with it's Suicide good. Squad yeah. as well. And then as soon as you walked out and started talking about it, I was like, oh, that was bullshit. Oh, it, it, was, was, it was not Suicide Squad. But it was the same concept. Like, I, th- when I it think finished, it's as like, bad. Oh, that was pretty good. And then yeah. a week later, we're like, it wasn't what we but thought Suicide it was. Suicide Squad was just, the first, the opening of Suicide Squad was just like, like seven songs back to back. It was just horrible. They blew their music budget within oh, the first yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. But but what I was thinking, because they got Joss Whedon, do you think the Justice League was an inside job by Joss Whedon to, you know, sabotage DC mm. for Marvel? No, maybe. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Joss is done with Marvel. Oh, I really He's, he, he got so much shit for Avengers 2. Did you see how burnt it out he was in broke, Yeah, it nearly yeah. broke him. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, now we're probably getting... Oh, last one that I'm... Um, this is co- I don't know why this I put this in cautiously optimistic, but spi- the animated Spider-Man movie. Oh, that's no, into the Spider-Man. beautifully this animated. Yeah, the 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 little uh, maybe this is just because it's Sony animation. The characters do look a little cartoonish. Like there were the shots where you see. Well, they are cartoons. Yeah, I know, but like. Wait, what? It look, it looks. There are parts towards the end of the trailer where Miles Morales takes his mask off, and you and you say, "Yeah, it's Miles Morales." That looks a little. It looks completely different to like the rest of the, like the rest of the animation style that they showed in the rest of the trailer. Maybe it's like video games where they have like a like a really good trailer, yeah. and then it's just. Dog Maybe shit, and well, you mentioned the good dinosaur earlier. The good dinosaur was kind of like that too. Like, th- say say what you will if it's a bad movie. Like the back, like the backgrounds, like on all of the world of that movie looks real. Mm. Like, isn't it real? It, it, yeah, it looks. It's like photorealistic. But then it was just like if they made the dinosaurs look more realistic, it would have been a better movie because the dinosaurs and all the other animals were really cartoonish. Yeah, but I don't want to see dinosaur that old movie with the lemurs and the oh, <laughs> with the um. I I know I've seen that movie. I just cannot remember a single thing about it. Oh, no. All right. You know, so the iguanodons... Mm. I (laughs) I think one of the iguanodons is like an orphan and it gets raised by lemurs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. More iguanodons and then like it has to save all the iguanodons and lemurs uh, from these big T-Rex looking motherfuckers. And then... Mm. um, uh, Is it Meteor? All right. Well, this is going to be cool. We'll finally get to see. We'll finally <laughs> get to thought, see. Never thought dinosaur the Disney movie would come up, but we'll, we'll finally get to see Miles Morales on screen, which is going to be really cool. And as you said, the animation style, for the most part, with like the backgrounds, does look really, really good. So, yeah, yeah. and I think this is December, like around Christmas or some sometime around then. So, I'll be mm. seeing it. It's from Sony Animation, the people behind the, the emoji, emoji movie. movie. So, yeah, but Sony Animation business. made um, has got Transformers. Is actually really good. It's all right. <laughs> it's no, all no, right. It's, it's you just say that because it's an Adam Sandler movie. No, we no, all no, expected no, it, it today to be. It is pretty good. Like you look at their like how they move and stuff. It's really good. Right. Last mm. in the cautiously optimistic one. It's a quiet place. Ah, this this was film up, up in my top favorites. And Phil Sean showed me. Okay. Later. Yeah. I. I. Here's the thing. I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, this looks really, really good. And then I saw the last shot of the trailer in the bottom left corner. I saw. Does that say Platinum Dunes? And I saw it said Platinum Dunes. I literally went, oh, fuck! So if you don't know, Platinum Dunes is the production company of one master or tour, Michael Bay. And that is the same production company that has made the really shitty Texas Chainsaw reboots, the shitty Friday the 13th reboots, the shitty Amityville Horror Remake, the Ninja Turtles movies. Terrible, terrible movies. And even though... This does look like an amazing concept. I've got a feeling it's going to be shit house. I, 
John Krasinski looks really passionate about it, so I really think it's going to be good. Mm, well, he cast his wife in it, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I also, just about th- what this movie, I don't know how it can be feature length. This looks like an amazing concept for a short film, but mm. uh, for a feature, it's just going to feel really dragged minutes. out. Does that's it say the shortest you can make a movie. Oh, okay. Oh, shit, they've already got a runtime. Well, you can make it 83. But still, I think it's still going to feel padded out. Like, a lot of ho- horror films are only 90 minutes and they're boring and long. And, again, like, it's going to be a good choice. I think, I'm hoping that they actually are, like, doing signing and there's no actual dialogue because I think that would be really cool. And that if it's all visual storytelling, because maybe John Krasinski is actually a competent director, we don't know yet. He hasn't really made anything. Jordan Peele was good. Jordan Peele was very good. I just don't know about this one. Mm. A lot of people are getting so psyched about it. Anything we just talked about, we don't know. We don't know if it's going to be good. Alright, now we're getting into some very weird movies that I think their concepts sound amazing and I really want to see them. Two of which involve puppets. This one, The Happy Time Murders. This is directed by Brian Henson. Have you heard about this, Luke? I've heard of this, Have you heard about this, Cal? So, yeah, The Happy Time Murders. Re- read the description for us. In a world where puppets coexist... What? <laughs> In a world where puppets yeah. co- coexist with humans as second-class citizens, puppet private eye and disgraced ex-cop, <laughs> Bill Phillips is, is hot on the trail of the, sick <laughs> <laughs> of the serial killer who murdered his brother and is now targeting the cast members of his famous 80s TV show, Happy Time Gang. Yep. Melissa McCarthy in... The happy time murders. Yep, Elizabeth yeah. Banks is in here too. Maya Rudolph, Joel McHale. This could be great. This could, this be, could be weird. <laughs> I don't think Brian Henson's done much for a whole for a while, and it's good again. Good to be good to see puppets yeah, on screen. Yeah. <laughs> this just look. This just sounds really cool. I only put that on there. I, I have no idea when it's coming out. I think it might be around like July or August. No, no posters, no promotional material for anything for it yet. Maybe why you couldn't find it, but. Yeah, we cannot wait for it. Not everyone does their, their research. I don't like go into Sean. It. Yeah, here's another film. Rio. <laughs> uh, another another film that I'm looking forward to that also involves puppets. This is Abruptio. This is a film that I only like. I stumbled upon online. So yeah, this is about a guy who is down on his luck who wakes up to find an explosive device implanted in his neck, and he has to carry out a bunch of heinous crimes in order to stay alive. Yeah, this is like I haven't. I've looked up pictures for this. It's made with like real, like not like Muppet kind of puppets. It's like realistic. I've seen like images for it. Mm-hmm. It looks really weird how they're gonna make this movie. Like realistic kind of puppets. Oh, so is there actually puppets, or is it just like he's been told what to do? So he it, the, the whole thing is done with puppets. I know this is this movie is gonna be weird. And look and look at the cast you've got there. You have got Sid Haig. You have got Christopher McDonald. You've got Robert Englund coming out of retirement to do this movie. Freddy Krueger himself is going to oh, be really? in this movie. And yeah, jo- Jordan Peele's mm-hmm. also going to be in this. I think he may even be a producer. I think no, he is not. But again, this movie just it just seems so outlandish. And again, using puppets, yeah. you've got my ticket. You know what my favorite puppet movie is with puppets? The Muppets? No. What the Godfather? Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> see. I don't Have know. I've seen the Godfather. Here, here's the thing. I don't know if you're making that up or not. No, the. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Of course. 
You would know this if you've seen the All Godfather, right. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and another one that's coming out that's coming out on Netflix this Friday, actually. Mute. Duncan Jones' new film. Oh. Love Source Code. Haven't seen Moon yet. Didn't think too much of Warcraft. I'm ho- maybe his director's cut will come out one day for Warcraft, but haven't watched the trailer for this yet either because I just want to go in knowing as little as possible because the premise just sounds really cool. Looks like a mixture. Looks very Blade Runner. Looks Cannot very wait. Very altered carbon. The two like Blade Runner esque things on Netflix. On Netflix coming. Out. I mean, I think Altered Carbon is a series, and you've got two Swedish guys in there because you've got Joel Kinnaman in Altered Carbon, and you've got Alexander Skarsgård in this movie too. And I think you've got Paul Rudd, Justin Theroux, and oh, Sam Rockwell is in this because oh, Sam Rockwell. so I'm. Um, because there are rumours that this movie is like what's happening on Earth while Sam Rockwell's up in space in Moon. Uh, I think I think it's oh. like I think it's like a suit like a pseudo like sidequel to Moon. So is this about clones or? I don't know. So it's about a mute yeah a mute man with a violent past. I think he's like a, a bartender who yeah who's mute. He has to look for because it's set in Berlin. I'm pretty sure because it was shot in Germany. It's got the whole color scheme of a atomic bomb. Yeah, it does. I mean. That, that was the best part of Atomic yeah, Blonde too. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll be wait I'll be waiting by my laptop on Friday night to watch this like as as soon as it comes out. All right, next one. I mean, this this comes out in the US soon, but we get it a bit later in Australia. Ava DuVernay's Disney film, A Wrinkle in Time. Haven't read the book. Is that Oprah? Yeah, yep, Oprah is in this. Didn't know Oprah was in this didn't know much about this. This looks really, really cool. The trailer looks weird. And it looks like it's going to be like a very smart kind of family film. Like on the same level of like an Inside Out or something like that. But like a bit more like a bit more mature than that though, I think. Hey, so you haven't, you haven't seen the trailer for this, Luke? No, I've seen nothing for this. I know Ava DuVernay and that's about it. Yeah, so yeah, this is... Yeah, based on like a very, very popular book that I think a lot of, Amer- I know, at least American still children have to, school children have to read, like it's part of their syllabus. But I think the the basic gist of it is like, uh, like this, there's this little girl who's um, like her father's a scientist and like he's disappeared and like she finds like this alternate, like she and a couple of friends like stumble upon this alternate universe where there are, where there are like these three mystical beings who are played by um, Oprah, uh, Ruth Witherspoon and Mindy Kaling. And I think the characters and names are like who, what, and when. I'm pretty sure. Like, uh-huh. I, I may be completely wrong with that. We could easily look this up, Press but <laughs> yeah, something like that. But and it's Disney. It's Ava DuVernay. This looks really cool. Looks like very almost like a family sci-fi film. Yeah. Like sci-fi kind of fantasy film. Looks really really cool. Yeah, you should watch the trailer. I probably will. The trailer doesn't really explain a whole lot, but it just shows off the really cool visuals of the film too. And you've got young Aussie Levi Miller in there as well, so it could be really cool. All right, next one, another one, Mortal Engines. Uh, is this the, this is the like moving train. It's like Mad Max meets House Moving Castle. Is kind of what this looks like. Oh, and it is ri- written by Peter Jackson. It is the directorial debut. Of, I think of either, I think either the cinematographer or the like second unit director of the Lord of the Rings films. I think Christian Rivers. I'm not sure which one he did, but. Yeah, as it it's like yeah, the entire like cities live on car like on these big vehicles now. So yeah, it's like yeah, Mad Max meets I guess Snowpiercer in a way, meets yeah, meets Hale's Moving Castle. Looks really, really cool. Think it comes out in December. There's a teaser trailer out right now. Looks really, really sick. Check out the teaser trailer. 
It'll be I'm a little yeah. disappointed that Peyton Jackson isn't putting in the effort into making another Tintin. Because I love Tintin. Oh, yeah. That was but, um, well, he, that's, that I really like that because you had Pete, you've got three awesome filmmakers getting together for that one. Yeah. You had Steven Spielberg, Edgar Wright, and Peter Jackson all coming together for that film. Andy Serkis. And, yeah, and Andy Serkis. He, he's great in that film. Oh, I love it. Daniel Craig is the villain, too. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, what else? There's only a Wait, handful. Wait, is that Rio as in the no, movie? No. This, so, this one is because... Call Me By Your Name was amazing, and Luca Guadagnino, I've just put down his next film because, I mean, he is doing a remake of Suspiria that should be coming out this year as well. Suspiria, it's, oh, never mind, it's like a very famous like horror film from Dario Argento, I think. Haven't seen it, but uh, I know Mark, who does the film lecture at, uni- at Swinburne and also who runs the Lido Trivia, he speaks very highly of it. But Rio is um, his next film that's coming out. And no, it is not about um, the blue parakeets and set in Rio de Janeiro. It's not animated. And th- there's, no, there's no Jesse Eisenberg as a parrot here. But this one, yeah, a financial reporter travels to Rio to visit a wealthy friend only to get sucked into a plot to fake his death. So, I mean, it's got, it, it sounds like it's more of a comedy. Like, uh, again, I'll see anything this director does. I'll see uh, any. You know, speaking of... Clement in it. Yeah. Guess what's coming out this year? Uh, Wait, what? Flight of the, Flight of the Concords movie? They're, they're doing a Flight movie or like a. Or is that real? No, yeah. The f- is it a, a reboot? Flight of the Concords movie, and they're doing a What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Is oh, is, aren't they doing like a spin off of What They Do in the Shadows with the werewolf, like Reese Darby's character and like the werewolves? And it's called We Are Wolves? Maybe. Like Werewolves? That would be great. There was we are, we are werewolves. We're, we're werewolves. That's, That's what it's called. Werewolves. <laughs> Not werewolves. There's there's one um, series coming out I'm pretty sure which is about the cops that come into the house <laughs> and what we do in the shadows <laughs> and they them in like a mystical Christchurch <laughs> so it's like bright set in Christchurch <laughs> <laughs> oh I love Taika Waititi <laughs> and oh that that reminds me I can probably put this on here it's um I, I saw a trailer for a film that he produced like a New Zealand film I think it's called The Breaker Uppers it like this <laughs> this Kiwi comedy about like yeah these two these two women that go around like like breaking up pe- like they're, they're people pay them to like break up people that they don't want to be together it looks really really funny that sounds very Taika <laughs> yeah can't wait for it uh, only a handful of movies this one I've recently added just because it got so much buzz at Sundance and Cannes and it's pretty much Joaquin Phoenix Taxi Driver it's called You Were Never Really Here have you heard anything about this? Nah. it looks really good so yeah it's a missing teenage girl a brutal and tormented enforcer on a rescue mission Oh, corrupt power ven- and vengeance unleash a storm of violence that may lend to hi- lead to his awakening. This heard amazing things about this. Joaquin Phoenix is brilliant. What do you guys think of the rumors at the moment that he could possibly play the Joker in Todd Phillips? Like Todd Phillips may be doing a standalone Joker movie, and that Joaquin Phoenix could be the Joker. Ooh, I'm I'm keen to take a break from the Joker. Yeah, like after still getting over Jared after, Leto. <laughs> no, after Heath Ledger, we just had a renaissance of like he had the Arkham games and he had uh, that's it. But like you know, I always just, mm. I'm just kind of tired of the Joker right now, and I think a standalone Joker movie. We'll see how Venom does, and if it's if Venom, if like standalone villain movies are really good, then yeah, or Joaquin could do anything. Yeah, so I think that. I'd be very down for a Joker standalone movie about five years ago. Yeah. For all of this played out with DC, and now I'm just skeptical of everything they do. 
But um, mm. like a Joaquin Phoenix Joker sounds amazing as well. But also, mm. h- half of the the mystique of the Joker is part of his character, like a specific origin with his. Half the Joker's like idea is that he's there's meant to be no motivation behind behind what he's doing. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to set up a movie around a character who has no motivation. I mean, you could go the Killing Joke route, like because yeah. I think that's a like in the comic, obviously. I think that's a great or- villain origin story how mm. the Killing Joke tells it. Could you do that in live action though? Maybe not for a family, like not a family movie, but something that you'd have to sell to kids. Like doing a Joker standalone movie, it would just be like. I don't think you could do a Joker standalone film for kids though. Like the yeah. Joker's too dark of a. Ki- I mean, you can go the light, lighter way, like the Mark Hamill kind of Joker, but. Mm. But to get the budget, they need to be able to sell it to kids. Yeah, I guess so. You just or put it on Netflix. It seems like Netflix, you can just. Yeah, true. Yeah, but oh. D- DC are too um uh, busy with Teen Titans Go at the moment. Ah. I I've got watch Young Justice. No, that, get on it. That, get that, on that, it. That trailer made me laugh, though. I gotta tell you. Yeah, that trailer made me laugh. I'm sorry. Young Justice was a show about black ops, uh, sidekicks. So like Aqualad, uh, Robin, Kid Flash, Superboy, Miss Martian, and it, and it was it was so good. And it was on for two seasons, and then it got cancelled. And, and Teen Titans and Go Teen got Titans renewed. Go replaced it. And Teen Titans Go has been on for four years. And every time I see that fucking show, I'm like, oh, why isn't there more Young Justice? <laughs> Young Justice is on Netflix the now in Australia. Yeah. And so is Teen Titans it's Go. Fucking, it's, it's fucking good. There was an episode of Teen Titans Go because I watched a clip where the team from Young Justice yeah. come into Teen Titans Go and they all make fun of the cast from Young Justice and they're like, wow, they're way too serious. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> where is Young Justice season three? Well, it seems like the... It's not... There's nothing wrong with being goofy. Like, the old Teen Titans go is mm. amazing. And Young Justice just show's just pretty goofy. It's just, it's just babies. Yeah. You know? It's just oh. farts and, like, the movie's coming out and, like, I remember the big joke at the end of the trailer was a robot farting. Yeah. Like, uh, the, the very last one was, if Aquaman can get a movie, then anyone can. That was alright, actually. <laughs> that was alright. That I, I, was alright. I, right. I know you've, like... DC yeah. now. You've spe- never seen yeah, another spe- DC movie. Yeah, that's why, Aquaman's not up, that's why Aquaman's not on this list. Can I just say about Aquaman, though? I saw some concept art from that, and there are sharks with lasers on their heads. Laser sharks. Huh? Laser sharks. Oh, did they, were they created by Dr. Evil? I Is Dr. Right. Evil in this? <laughs> Look, at so this point... sea bass will be... <laughs> 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 and now witness my <laughs> battle tadpoles. <laughs> yeah, laser sharks. Anyway, but, <laughs> anyway, but uh, why I'm not looking, why Justice League is why Aquaman isn't on here is because after seeing Atlantis in Justice League, I was like, oh god, yeah, that wasn't Atlantis. that's We're, not Atlantis. Yeah, yeah I know, that's but not Atlantis. we are not yet at the. I mean, CGI has come a long way. We are not yet at the point where we can do underwater CGI though. That's we are not yet at that point. Avatar two, you know. But the concept art from Aquaman and showing Atlantis, it looks very different to what they had in Justice League. And um, is Justin Lin directing it? Uh, James Wan. James Wan. Um, there's James Wan like came out and said that the Ac- Atlantis is gonna be. It's not gonna be like underwater with like air bubbles like in Justice oh, League. Yeah. It's <laughs> that gonna be stupid. like an underwater like almost like um the Gungans homeworld. <laughs> oh. <laughs> From what he's talked about it, yeah. Okay. Gungans. So <laughs> anyway, where's yeah, my Gungans movie? Wonder, how do they talk underwater? Yeah. Because they have to do that air bubble. Well, if it's the Gungans Oops, my case. idea where they're in like a big globe, I guess it would just be like regular talking. I just hope that it's 
I'm I'm hoping that it's more like Wonder Woman and it's a, a proper standalone. Mm. And which I think it will because and also I hope that they just completely redo the character because Aquaman in Justice League is fucking awful. <laughs> We're just hoping that um, <laughs> it ends with like a big fight and then Aquaman just points two fingers to his head and there's like the audible like not the audible um like visual rays yeah, coming out of his head. <laughs> Alright, I think I only have a handful of films left. Uh, I want to talk about... I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with this filmmaker as well, but it's Lars von Trier's new film, and it's about a serial killer. It's called The House That Jack Built, and it's set in the 70s. It's uh, Matt Dillon, uh, who kind of has just uh, disappeared off the face of the earth, and his brother, Kevin Dillon, is actually now more famous than him, which is really sad. Like, the dude from Entourage. But I... I mean... It's Lars von Trier. The dude is a bit of a nutcase, but he has made some very good films. He's made some really pretentious art house dog shit films like Nymphomaniac as well, which is unwatchable. Oh, mm. It's like the porno. Yeah, it's it's unwatchable. Charlotte looks it. like I've got to have real sex. <laughs> I got to do it. Lars von Trier. This is coming from a guy when he learned out that he had ger- he comes from German like he had a German ancestry. He said that I sympathize like I understand Nazi like I'm a Nazi and I I, I understand Hitler. So this is the kind mm. of guy that he is. Why do you say that? He said this um, at Cannes Film Festival when he was talking about uh, Melancholia, and it's a great it's a great to watch because um, he's got Kirsten Dunst sitting next to him when he's saying all this ridiculous stuff and she is just like doesn't know how to react but yeah th- and then he got banned from Cannes for like years after that until he made Nymphomaniac and they let him back in and he's probably going to be back for this one as well <laughs> but yeah Lars von Trier weird kind of art house serial killer stuff I'm down could be terrible let's have a look uh, there's only a handful left that I really want to talk about. There is another... Ma- there is this one. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, Emily Blunt. Yes, Emily Blunt is playing... Yeah, Mary Poppins. And Lin-Manuel Miranda is also going to be in this. Oh, way, oh, This, way. this should be pretty good. No, wait, what? You said, oh, way, oh, way. It's no, Moana in this. The guy, the guy, oh, okay. The guy, yeah, the, the guy I from I Moana, was, um, Moana yeah. Hamilton, he's doing the, he's doing the music. Yeah, he's also... He's also in this, uh, let's see, Meryl Streep, Colin Firth, Ben Wyshaw, Emily Mortimer, Dick Van Dyke, dude's nearly 100, I think. Dick what the hell Van is he? Dyke's in this. He's going to be in this, <laughs> I guess reprising his role as Mr. Banks. The accent. Oh, no, 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 he's not Mr. Banks, he's the chimney sweep. What's his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. Chimney McGee. Ch- <laughs> chimney McGee. And it's Rob Marshall, who made, who's made a couple of musicals now, uh, most recently Into the Woods and uh, Chicago, among other things. I don't know, like... Mary Poppins is a great film, and I don't know if there's. I think it is. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like, I like it. I, I really same, like it, but, and I think Emily Blunt's a good casting choice. I just don't know like how this is. Can she sing though? She's Emily Blunt. She can do anything. Well, she was. <laughs> I, I I didn't see Into the Woods, but I remember she was in that. Oh, okay. Like none of you have seen that, yeah. And it's same no. director too, Rob Marshall. I heard if he thinks about that, then avoided it. Oh, okay. Just because is it good? What's your opinion? I don't know. I, I said I haven't seen it. Oh, I heard, okay. I heard yeah. it's really good for the first 90 minutes, but then it gets really weird and kind of violent and dark towards the last 30 minutes. Meryl Streep just with an axe. 
Oh, yeah, she was nominated for an Oscar for that fucking movie. Yeah, oh my goodness. Meryl Streep. She got nominated for the... Like, the poster's a good movie, but she, she should not have been nominated for that. She just nominated her over beer. She, yeah, I, don't I know. Think they're never going to actually give her an Oscar for the poster. No. It's just like... Alright, there's one... A couple... There's how many more films I want to mention? There's four more films I'm going to mention. This is this one also premiered at uh, Sundance this year. Oh, Th- this one looks really that's cool. That tra- that's so this trailer. is yeah. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. I have not. I don't, I've seen there's a trailer out for this. This is again. Joaquin Phoenix is in this as well. Plays a man who becomes paralyzed and like learns how to. He, d- he starts to draw. That's how he gets. I over. thought he was in. Uh, he was an alcoholic. Oh, yeah, car accident. So he was drink driving yeah. and then car accident. Yes. And then now he uh-huh. learns to draw as like a form of therapy. And it's Gus Van Stant, Sant, you know, like Milk, Good Will Hunting, bunch of up to die for, some really, really solid films. I mean, the Psycho remake, but let's not mention that. This oh, could be good. Yeah. Yep. Could be good. Joaquin Phoenix, Jonah Hill, Mac- Jack Black, Rooney Mara. This looks like a really kind of heartwarming, kind of feel-good kind of film. Jack Black, Jonah Hill. I'm, I'm really down for this one. I'm not sure, tr- again, not sure when this one comes out. Oh, Udo Kier's in this movie too. Yes, he's awesome. I've only got two more movies left. And what's the time? It's nearly three o'clock. So two more movies. Widows. This is the new film from Steve McQueen of uh, Hunger, Shame and 12 Years a Slave. You know, he makes excellent films. And this is set in Chicago. It's like, I think four different women who have nothing in common except the debt that they left with their dead husbands and criminal activities take fate into their own hands and conspire to forge a future on their own terms. And again, great, great cl- cast with this one. Viola Davis is in this. Elizabeth Debicki, who was actually in The Cloverfield Paradox. She's an Australian actress. She's terrible in that movie, but she's quite good. Uh, Liam Neeson, Colin Farrell, John Bernthal, Robert Duvall, Jackie Weaver, Daniel Kaluuya, Carrie Coon. Uh, who else have you got in there? Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Ro- Okay. I, I, <laughs> I knew I was missing a name there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got Cynthia Erivo as well, who I'm pretty sure is on that uh, show. What's that show she's on? Uh, like... Oh, fuck. I can't remember. She's on, like, some HBO show that's, like, really popular. I can't remember what it's called, like, at the moment. Uh, it's the one at the top corner oh, of the poster. Cynthia Erivo. No, she's not on Westworld. It's, like, her own show. Like, she's, like, the writer and, like, the creator of it. Girls. No, not That's uh, <laughs> Lena Dunham. It, uh, it's, like, un... Uh, I'll think of it later. I don't know. It's un... I think it might be un-something. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... As I said, like Steve McQueen, another one of those filmmakers, he makes just brutally kind of realistic, just films that will kind of break you emotionally. Or like, I mean, Shame is a really tough film to get through. All of his films are great, but they're tough to get through. A lot of incest too stuff. In in Shame. Yeah, I've only watched half of it. You get to see Michael Fassbender's big dong though. Yeah. And then Twelve Years a Slave, which is a Twelve Years a Slave, which is an amazing film, a brilliantly made film that I never want to watch ever again. Righto. Mm. And I guess you guys are probably in the same boat there oh, too. I've never yeah. seen it. Uh, it came out like the same year as like uh, Django. Twelve. I just saw Django, sort of. Uh, <laughs> I think we um we had to watch it for school. I think. Yeah. Well, I did at least. Yeah. No, nah, I watched Selma. Oh, did you? I think we watched Selma in school. No, we watched. I'm pretty sure I watched it at school. What's that for? Year history, year ten. Yeah, I watched Selma. You guys got Selma, and I got Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's actually the better movie. I, I haven't seen Selma actually. Selma's good. It's got. Wait, Selma didn't come out till like 2014, did it? We, we, we could debate this for Selma, years. Right? Okay. I'm pretty sure it didn't come yeah, out until right. 2014. Right. But La- okay. Last film before we wrap up. 
This film has very little about it, but I love the concept of this film. This is called Ruin, and it's from Australian filmmaker Justin Cazell, who, his first real crack at, uh, like, because he's made some excellent, excellent films. He did, uh, he did Snowtown, and he did the Macbeth, the adaptation of Macbeth with Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard. Oh. And I think he also did one of the short films in uh, Tim Winton's The Turning, which I haven't seen, but I really, really want to see. And he tried to, his first um, blockbuster effort didn't quite turn out so well because it was Assassin's Creed and it's kind of awful. But now he's going back to this film, which just sounds so good. And it's, Luke, do you want to read the it description like of this? It sounds Assassin's Creed plot, you know? It sounds so, so good. In a world, a former Nazi captain, I'm not going to do the voice, a former Nazi captain anonymously travels the ruins of post-World War II Germany seeking to atone for his crimes by hunting down the members of the SS death squad who once worked under him. How cool that does that sound? That sounds very cool. so good. Yeah. This movie, um, this, it's, ve- it's in pre-production at the moment. Haven't started shooting. Uh, apparently, uh, Gal... So how's it coming out in 2018? Well, like toward, I think towards the end. I right. think they're going to release it. They make movies fast yeah. now. Yeah. And uh, apparently Gal Gadot is rumoured to be in it. I'm not sure in what role, but uh, like, that's the only cast member that's been like rumoured to be in it. Like, haven't heard really anything else. But just as you said, Justin Cazell and this, pl- this just summary, what this is about, I'm in. And also, because I can't add it because it's not on Letterboxd at the moment, Justin Cazell's next film is a film about Ned Kelly. Oh, oh. He's doing a film about Ned Kelly next. Wait, is he an Aussie? Who? Just Cazell? Yeah. Yeah. It's he's married to um uh, he's married to Essie Davis, who played um she was the lead in the Babadook. Oh, oh. yeah. Is yeah. he the husband in the Babadook? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I I don't think he's an actor though. All right, that is there any other ones that we've oh. th- th- that you want to mention no, or just throw out there? Right. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Ant Man and Wasp. And oh yeah, I haven't put that why, in there. Why is Ant Man and Wasp? After, like a month after, the uh, new Avengers. After Infinity War. I think it it's. I think in yeah, July. Like, I don't know. Is Ant Man in? Infinity War. Yeah. 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 I, I think I think Ant Man and Wasp is set before Infinity War. I think it would have to be, it's wouldn't it? Yeah, because it's directly after Civil War. Because the government's chasing. Um, Ant Man. Ant Man because Civil War. So. Yeah, I, I think. think I think it would have to be. But then that means the chronology of these movies is all mixed up because Black Panther is also set just after, like a week after Civil War. Well, all the uh, other films are set just after Civil War. Pretty much. Yeah. And the, r- the ones that aren't are all in, like, in space. So yeah, it space. doesn't really matter when they're set. Uh, I guess so. Hmm. Also, uh, Deadpool 2. We haven't talked about Deadpool Oh, my God. Two. I oh can't believe God. I didn't well, put Deadpool know. 2 on there. The most exciting thing about Deadpool 2 a second Deadpool is we're going to get some funny marketing. We're going to get some good trailers. Yeah, we're and here's get some good billboards over in America. Yeah, the good the good thing about Deadpool the trailers are fantastic, and they don't say anything about what the actual film is about. Yeah, that's what I and like the new trailer with like the with Josh Brolin walking around <laughs> with like the green screen sleeve on. That was and then so the joke good. about the mustache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then him just doing like pretty much doing the rest of the trailer with action figures too. That was great. And I guess taking a stab at Disney as well because the, he was dressed up as Woody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reach for the sky. Do you guys think that um, they're going to leave it, they're going to like just name it the Untitled Deadpool sequel? I hope they do. Because that's what it's That would be as. so good. <laughs> I hope they do. 
in the credits the untitled Deadpool sequel. <laughs> I hope they do that. That would be so good. Do you think they'll reference Disney? I think they the yeah. Merger? Yeah, I think they would have to. Well, if they were able to put Justice League in there, if they that were able way. to put that modern uh, reference, I'm sure that they would. At least in the marketing. Yeah. At least. Yeah. I don't know. Like Cable will fall in like some great juice and then he'll make some joke about him. Oh, your joke is dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, that, there's <laughs> gonna have to be. There's gonna yeah, have to definitely be. Definitely do something about. By God, look yeah. at your jaw. It's like yeah. a God's so, jaw. Some yeah. of, just in that trailer, some of the humor didn't hit though. Like the one, like when they pu- when Deadpool points out, well, that's just lazy writing. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. That's exactly what that joke is. Pointing out that's lazy lazy writing. Out of time, you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that was good. Terry Crews is it? <laughs> Terry Crews, yeah. Is, is he what? Is that Terry Crews? Wait, yeah. what? He is. He is. Yeah. I did not say that. I think he. I can't remember. He's in the. He's in a cargo plane. Oh, I didn't. I and saw. Like I saw. Um, uh, Julian Dennison, the young uh, Kiwi kid. I've seen yeah, him in it. He, that's awesome that he's in that. I, I, think, I, I miss oh, Terry Crews. What is with that bloody? Oh, the Lynx ad. ad. Oh. Why, why would you portray your country as Australian? <laughs> Lynx uh, Australia. I'm what? on the fence. As if, as if you wouldn't just do Lynx New, New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but then I guess they're selling Kiwi it to Australians flag. as well. Because we're getting ads for it, yeah, so yeah. they're probably like, "Look at us betray our country by our deodorant." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just do two different deodorants. You think so. Yeah, why wouldn't they do it? Like they always do the for him and for her kind of deodorant. Like Links do the for him and her deodorants. Why don't they do one for Aussies and one for Kiwis as well? <laughs> All right, no other ones that you want to mention? Um, the death of Stalin. Oh, oh yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, I got. Yeah. Well, me and Luke, we got a couple buddies, real big fans of history. So we're all going to rock up. Okay. Have you up. have you heard of... Well, the guy that made... I think he did, like, the TV show, like, in the yeah, thick of it or, like, in, in the, the loop. loop. Yeah, it's always in, like, those montages of, like, swearing, best insults, and he's like... Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't the seen... Because in, in, in the loop is the movie, yeah. and in the thick of it was the TV show, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Cause P- and Peter Capaldi was on that, yeah? yeah? I'm pretty sure. And he's... he's no, he's not in the movie, but... What I found a bit jarring, like, wouldn't this be funnier if they were all doing bad Russian accents instead of no, they were just I doing their... it's way funnier that they're you all think? British. They're all overly British. Oh, okay. One, yeah. one of the guy was like, get it, you, you fanny. <laughs> and bollocks and shit like that. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah. And I Steve like Buscemi's in it. Steve, yeah, Steve Buscemi <laughs> looks really <laughs> funny in it. And I, I remember, what, I was reading something like Jeffrey Tambor was taken off, like, the poster for it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he was in one of those uh, rape scandals. Oh, was he? That sucks. Yeah. Oh, Espe- no, especially no, seeing he's on that. Um, he's a dick, yeah. yeah, especially. Yeah. I know. I, mean, I know he's known for being a dick, but I was. I mean, he was on that. He's on that transparent TV show, yeah. isn't he? No, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, no others. No others you can think of. Not at the moment. Any bad movies we're looking forward to? Or Ooh, yeah. like terrible trailers so, that we've so seen. Oh, I saw a trailer for a film that I think is coming out in March. It's called The Hurricane Heist. Oh, Have I you? saw that. Oh my god, that looks terrible. What's it about? They, do they try to do hurricane. they try to do a bank heist while a hurricane's happening. <laughs> what do people the love? Tra- the trailer what you couldn't you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't get as literal uh like with a title. It, t- it tells you exactly what it does, but in the trailer it's like baby, you rock me like a hurricane. I'm like you couldn't be like is this suicide yes. squad and how literal you're being here? Apparently it's by the guy that did the first Fast and the Furious. Yeah, well. and Stealth and the third mummy <laughs> film. <laughs> the third mummy and film. The, <laughs> and yes! the boy next door <laughs> and Triple X. Yes. <laughs> 
and Alex Cross. How the hell does this guy still have a career in 2018? How does Uwe Boll have a career? <laughs> With Moxie. Hutzpah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and sparring people. <laughs> Skyscraper. Oh, With yeah. The Rock. Hey, have, have you seen the, um, uh, the memes that come out about this? Like how The Rock clearly not make that uh, jump. Yeah. And they put like the uh, tur- the flying turtles and Mario underneath them. There's yeah. one with Rock holding like some balloons. So he's like, oh. and there's so, there's one guy who did like, he like, um, he wrote down like all the physics about it and shit. And he's like, he would have to be running at like 28 miles per hour. Granted, uh, Usain Bolt's top speed is 26 miles per hour. Oh, wow. So, uh, That's insane. I remember also just watching that, that um watching that trailer and then I was like, is that Nev Campbell? <laughs> yeah, Nev Campbell's in this movie. From Scre- Screams Nev Campbell was somehow in this trailer. I'm like, oh, good to see you in movies again. I read the synopsis for it and it was like... Uh, yeah, it was It was so <laughs> convoluted. It was like yeah. when an FBI agent's family is tra- trapped on the top floor of the world's tallest building, he also is like missing a leg. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, yeah P- P.S. He's missing a leg. <laughs> yeah. Page. Uh-huh. I, I was gonna say when I first saw the trailer for Skyscraper, I'm like, "Where's the monkey?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw the last trailer for Rampage, and <laughs> <laughs> there's a. Wolf. I haven't. I haven't seen the new trailer for Rampage. Uh, so. Do you mind if I let you give you go spoilers? On, go ahead. Right, so it's, just, it's just this big monster movie, and then out of nowhere, out of nowhere, it's a big wolf, isn't it? A big wolf, and then he does this with his he he bends his arms and starts to. Wings. It's like a flying fox. And then, and then, like Rock's like, of course the wolf has wings. (laughs) (laughs) How do you not laugh at this shit? (laughs) I remember in San Andreas. (laughs) Same, same director too. Yeah. My dad showed it to me. He's like, Luke, this is a genuinely good movie. And I'm like, I'll give it a shot. I didn't think it would be that good. And then I'm like, 20 minutes in or something, and he. he lands in a parachute with his wife on um in a baseball field, and he lands on a base, and he's like, oh, "I yeah. knew I'd date you to second base." <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah! Oh shudder! Oh, that's terrible. I remember, I remember, I remember. <laughs> my my dad said the same thing about this movie. Like, oh, watch this! I've heard it's really good. I'm like, this is terrible. It was, was fucking it? Lady in the Water. My oh. dad, my dad, like my dad, genuinely thinks Not that the Lady in the, the Water. The no, the shape, the shape of water is excellent. The lady in the no, Lady in the Water. I mean, that movie is, I mean, it's Shyamalan, so, but it's, a kid, a kid predicts the future from looking at the back of cereal boxes on that movie. And M. Night Shyamalan is the hero, like. M. Night Shyamalan (laughs) is the saviour of humanity in that movie. Bill and Ted, like, his music saved the world. He's he's fucking right, he saved the world. Oh, Um, one time. Speaking of dads, like, just have horrible recommendations for films. My dad's favourite movie is The Three Stooges. What the Farrelly Brothers yeah. remake? Like, oh he no! Has, like, I spent my entire life trying to make that guy laugh, and then like, <laughs> and then he he brought to his knees when like Mo just pokes the guy in the eye, and you're like, the are you like, kidding me? Ah, ah, Kelly, you seen this? <laughs> like, oh, uh, oh, are you kidding me? A different era, you know. I came yeah, home one so. night, and it was like only like last week, and my dad is like dying of laughter. Like, he's, like, almost on the ground. He's bright red. And my dad never laughs. So <laughs> this is, like, a big deal. I'm like, please, what are you watching? Please don't tell me he was watching an Adam Sandler movie. No, he wasn't. He was watching a Dax Shepard movie. He turned oh, around and he's like... Was have it you Chips? Seen? It was. Oh, no. <laughs> he's like, have you no. seen this movie, C-H-I-P-S? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Oh god. Why is it? Does it have dots in between chips? I think it does. No, because it's like, it's like an California Highway Patrol. I think in the, uh, uh, in the I think the H is for high. Uh, I think. Mm. Yeah. And he's like, because I walked in, I was like, is that Eric Estrada? <laughs> he's like, you're damn right, it is. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I've seen it's on Netflix now. I just I can't bring myself to watching it. Oh, the original Mad Max is on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen that. So, yeah, it came a bit late. Mm. Came on the Friday. Good so Good Time is also on Netflix. Make sure you check that out. Good Time. Good Time. Robert Pattinson movie. I haven't checked that out. I will check hey, it out. I know. I know yeah. you're you're shrugging, but Robert Pattinson. I forgive him for Twilight after seeing him in that movie. Yeah, after um, Water for Elephants. <laughs> after Water for <laughs> Elephants. I mean, he. I'm loving the resurgence of Robert Pattinson. He's great in the resurgence Rover as well. Not his he is having the Pattinsons. The Pattinsons. <laughs> we had the Maconnaissance. Now we have the Pattis- The Pattinsons. The Pattinsons. Oh yeah, that works. Pattis- Pattinson. Pattinsons. Pattinsons. We can make like Goblin. We can make like his Jurassic like Bob Bassett. Goblin never went away in my mind. What do you mean? No. He was gone for ages. But in my mind, he was at the forefront. <laughs> Goblin's what I, what I want to do, mate, the only reason why I would consider seeing Jurassic uh, Jurassic World Fallen, whatever the fuck it's called, I want to do an um and ah count for Jeff Goldblum in that movie to see how many ums and ahs he does in that movie. If he's in five minutes of the movie and it's like a hundred. <laughs> I'm, I'm like the biggest Jurassic Park fan in the world. And even I'm like, I love Jurassic World just because I was like, I'm I'm yep. I'm so biased because of my love for Jurassic Park. Okay. And I look at the second Jurassic World and I'm like, that looks like shit. Dog shit. <laughs> that looks well, really bad. I never grew up with Jurassic Park. I saw it when I was like sixteen. Oh, and okay. I was like, This movie's not that good. Yeah. I'm like, it's it's a it's a yeah, it's solid a film, but it's like a lot of people praise Lex and Tim in that movie, like the kids. Oh, they're horrible. They're terrible. They're horrible. I, they're, Praises the kids. No, one praises <laughs> no one, I've never heard anyone praise Lex and Tim. And then, but then I was like, oh, okay. So, with, with the Jurassic Park films for me, watch the first one and nothing after that. Just watch the first one. It's the only one worth watching. See, well, are you going to defend the Lost World, are you, Cal? I will. The gymnastics <laughs> scene is crap. <laughs> the gymnastics scene. I was going to say what he's going to say. Hey, you! I used to be scared of the. Um, no, but as a kid, like, you, you just hate. You just love, like, the most dumb fucking movies. Like, I love Jurassic 2 way better than Jurassic 1 because it just had more dinosaurs in it. I just so, remember like, seeing, I just like, like I, I remember seeing The Lost World on TV so many times. Yeah. That scene in the in the grass with the Velociraptor tails Ooh. coming up, that's actually a great scene. No, you know what's a great scene? The, uh, um, I reckon you know, R- Richard Schiff's death. over the... Yeah, yeah. Ri- but they act like such assholes to him. Remember, like, he goes over, like, oh, what do you need? A rope. What else do you need? Like, oh, can I get a double cheeseburger with fries? Mm. And, like, oh, oh there's... Uh, but then you've also got Vince Vaughn in that movie. Yeah. Playing, like, some <laughs> kind of eco-terrorist or whatever. Just uh. stop. Uh. And then Jurassic Park 3. Alan. <laughs> hey, Alan. Alan. <laughs> Alan. Yeah. Oh, God, that's that's terrible. I used to love some really bad stuff. Like yeah, Batman I, I and Robin. Used to, I used to think the Master of Disguise was the fucking that. funniest <laughs> thing in the world. I remember that I, turtle I son, son of a Mask. I used to love Son no. of a Mask. No. How are you not a serial killer? <laughs> How are you not a serial killer? Because only serial killers could like Son of the Mask. That movie is horrifying. Like mask, but there's a dog. So. That movie is horrifying. How would anyone enjoy that? That Odin's in it. And there are mask in sperms in that movie. No yes. thanks. I had no idea what that joke was. My older cousin <laughs> said it was hilarious, and I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. That <laughs> turtle scene in Master of Disguise, though, 
That used to kill me when I was a kid. And now I watched it, I'm like, it's just a man this in a big green suit going, yeah, I used to <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm glad I, I never want to rewatch it again because like, I know it's terrible. But mm. I, I, the last time I watched it, which probably was like six or seven, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to watch it because I'm like, it's gonna be terrible. And I've seen clips Look, from it. And I'm like, that yeah, was I, me last year. I, I can, <laughs> I can see why this killed Dana Carvey's career. Yeah. Oh, um, I used to genuinely just love Batman and Robin as a serious movie. I would have, wa- I watched, but up until I was like eight years old, probably, you know what? Until I was 19 years old. <laughs> I was like, Back this is great. <laughs> Never leave the home without it. Yeah. Uh, it makes uh. a cha-ching sound effect <laughs> yeah, too yeah, when yeah. he brings it out. Fucking kill me. <laughs> uh, do you want to just do an episode like yeah, where we just talk, yeah, a separate episode where we just talk about bad movies or things that we... <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bad movies and superheroes are my forte. Well, yeah, we're nearly two hours with this. Do you guys have to be anywhere? Um, no. I have a thing at... I, I, I don't have to be there for a while though. So yeah, right. I, play, like I got Shadow, Shadow of War. I'm just waiting for you now. Okay, well, do you want to just do a separate episode where we just yeah. talk shit about Fair random enough. movies? Yeah. Let's do that. Wait, wait, let's do that. I've about yeah, well, yeah, yeah, all right, we'll wrap this. I'll, I'll, we'll wrap this one up, and then we'll go have something to eat, and we'll come back, and we'll right. do like a short little bonus episode. So you guys can uh, go sweet. off mic if you really want. I'll just got to do plugs at the end. Oh, first of all, do you mm-hmm. want to plug anything? Th- thanks very much for you guys for coming on yeah, for this episode. For no worries. Anything to plug? Um, any mixtapes? Hmm. Any wrestling stuff that you're going to, Luke? Not at no. the moment. No. Luke's no. Uh, amateur wrestler. Yeah, was. But I'm short-term retired at the moment. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you what, in a year I'll have some stuff to plug. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, we don't have anything to plug. No, no worries. Uh, I reckon you guys <laughs> don't want don't to talk about that, or is it still in production? My mixtape, it's it's called uh, Geeky Tiki. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Geeky Tiki brochure right next to me. <laughs> This isn't real. Anyway, Sean, I'm with my So, um, I am yeah, now. I am now. I'm gonna see. God, I'm gonna plug Godfather, a good movie. <laughs> go, go plug the Godfather. Every film student should see. All right. Especially me, apparently. Yeah. And yeah. well, I'm gonna like. I really like these guys' opinion on on, on film. Thank you. So I think that would be really awesome on something called the Stardust app, and hopefully they might download it. I am on. I am currently on the app. I was. Recently picked as part of the Superstars program, which is what what has happened with me. I am now because I'm now one of these superstars on the app. I have gone from 15 followers to nearly 300 in the space of nearly a month. So I'm getting fairly big on the app. A lot of the heavy hitters are starting to follow me. So it's a really really cool format too. It's 30 second like reactions. You can do it for like feature films, like short films and TV shows, or even trailers. Really cool kind of format. They can be between three seconds and 30 seconds. So you can have the most briefest review if you really wanted to. And some of the best reactions are some of the shortest ones too. So I'd really love to see Callum and Luke on that app and sign up to it. We will. Yep, yep sign up for it. I will. Okay, make sure you sign up. Follow these two. I'll, I'll maybe th- by the time of the end of the next episode, they may have one already and they can plug theirs. But mine, I am at Sean Coates. That is just my name, no spaces with a capital S and capital C. Make sure you download the Stardust app from either Google Play or the or the App Store. Um, and just the uh, show plugs, uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud and give us a like as well. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever the hell you're listening to this. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are both at a... No, at Instagram, we are at Another Bloody Movie Pod. On Twitter, we are AB Movie Podcast. You can follow me on both my Twitter and Instagram, which is both at SeanHub underscore... That is S-E-A-N-H-U-B underscore. You can also like our Facebook page, which is Another Bloody Movie Podcast. These guys do. 
Don't you? I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah, you know. I sent the invite. I sent the Twitter. Yeah, you do all of it. Invited people. Loyal fans. Loyal fans here. Yeah, and, and if you guys are loyal fans, you may even be able to come on the episode at some point. All right, thanks very much for listening, guys. Stay tuned for another episode with these awesome guys, and we'll see you later.